Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And of course, I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. Now, um, you're going to hear my voice. It, it's a bit, I, I'm, I'm a bit down to start the episode, uh, folks. Uh, not, and I do have a new mic, so it's not the mic. Um, I. I, I start the show with a heavy heart um, because uh, Gaming Guru has passed on. Uh, and, of course, you know, if you don't know who Gaming Guru is, that is Bobby Pauls. He is a community icon. Unfortunately, uh, he has uh, uh, succumbed to COVID-19. And uh, I was notified this morning. And why I'm saddened, uh, besides him uh, not being with us any, anymore, is I feel devastated for his family. Uh, but what's worse is that as much as I enjoyed his content, I did not get a chance to meet the man and actually talk with him. Uh, I've listened to him on numerous podcasts. Uh, I have his picture in front of me now, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's unbelievable uh, how uh, this man who loved this community, loved Nintendo, and just loved gaming – uh, is no longer uh, going to be with us. Uh, so I'm going to ask that uh, if you want, I will drop the GoFundMe. Uh, and the family has not asked me to do this. Uh, I don't know the family, uh, but I want to try and support that family as much as I can. Uh, my wife and I, we've donated twice already to the GoFundMe. I did one just a little while ago. And uh, if you want, I will uh, post that information in the chat. And uh, I want to do something out of respect. Number one, I want to dedicate this episode to him. And I also would like to start with a moment of silence, uh, if you would not mind. Uh, so I, we're going to do that moment of silence starting now. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, well, thank you so much for bearing with us <clears throat> and, uh, you know, allowing us to, uh, to, you know, to do that moment of silence. Let's, let's get into the, in uh, the introductions and then we will get right into why you folks came here. And that's to talk about video games. And obviously we have some real spicy things to talk about. But what you're going to see today is I got some more Dirt 5 gameplay, as you can see. I also decided to play about uh, an hour and 40 minutes of Titanfall 2 and my God, I can't believe that game came out in 2016. It still looks amazing. I'm still disgusted beyond my stomach uh, that we don't have a Titanfall 3. And you'll check that's on the second half of the show. You'll see it. It looks so good, folks. If you missed out on that single player campaign, my God, you definitely need to check that out. But let's get into the instructions. And we're going to start with Everborn Saga first. Everborn, first of all, the reason I start with you is not only because we're brothers, but you did something monumental today. You started the Kickstarter for the Everborn Saga, a dream of yours for a very long time. It has finally been to fruition. Congratulations and uh, welcome to today's program. How's everybody doing? Thank you for having me here. Uh, I, I'm not going to send people to the <laughs> Kickstarter right now. I want you to go and, and check out uh, Gaming Guru's um, 
uh, GoFundMe. So we'll put that in the link. We'll talk about my stuff tomorrow, but it's do it. We're, we're doing very well. And I, I want to thank everybody for the support, but I don't want to take the focus away from um, uh, gaming guru, gaming guru's family. So uh, other than that, I'm doing very well and I am playing Mass Effect Andromeda right now. I turned okay. it on. All right. I I I don't hate it so far. <laughs> I don't know why everybody is so just down just on just it. keep playing. You're, you're going to eventually. No, hate I never it. played that oh. either. So. <laughs> just no, keep playing. because it's it's just a. I'm a sucker for space adventures, right? Me too. If I you, try. If you if you give me a space adventure, like I'm 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 predisposed or pre my I. I don't know what the word is, but my, my predisposition is to like a space adventure. So I like it and I'm happy with it so far, but I'm only like five hours in. Okay. Listen, if you enjoy it, good on you. And, and there's nothing more, uh, especially if you enjoy that kind of genre, there's there's nothing more than uh, being able to say, yeah, you know what? I don't understand what people are talking about. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that. Welcome. Congratulations once again. And, of course, that is very humble of you to obviously put Gaming Guru in front of yours, which is, you know, we want everyone to get over there and try and support that family. We're going to go next with, of course, Tempest Sun making his epic return. Tempest, thanks so much for being here. Hopefully, no one broke any more of your Gundam models. <laughs> Welcome yeah, back. man, I, I had a, a little bit. Of, <laughs> I had a little bit of a rough what week last week. A little bit um, of a snafu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, uh, I guess my niece. If yeah, she would be my niece, like my second niece or whatever. She uh, got a hold of one of them and it kind of, kind of broke. So. Oh. Uh, was frustrating, you know. He put a lot of time into it, but uh, not just that. I've been working my ASS off, <laughs> so I just needed like I needed a me day, and uh, it's hard to believe that it was already a week ago. I feel like I, <laughs> I need another one, but but yeah, no. This week, uh, this week's going good. Um, I've been playing um, uh, Outriders demo, and uh, I gotta say, man, I'm excited for the first. It's uh, I, you know, as soon as I get a chance to talk about it, I, I want to because it's kind of refreshing uh, seeing a company just it's got its issues, you know, but it just looks like, you know, a bunch of people went down and say, hey, let's make something fun. Right. So that's that's what I've been playing. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that. But I, I'm looking forward to the topics, man. It's good to be back. Well, it's great. It's great to have you back. And yeah, I'm actually played the demo. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'll say this. I love the movement speed of the character. I love the gunplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does give me a very Gears of War meets Mass Effect kind of mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly w- what I think they were going with. Um, mm-hmm. The facial animations, not not great. They need work. Yeah, they, but... <laughs> they need work, and maybe we can get an update with that. I don't hey, uh, know. Real quick, real quick uh, one of the, my favorite things I appreciate, and this this sounds this could sound so stupid to some, but then huge to many, is your character's voice. Your character says things, and yes, yeah, you right love the voice away, characters. Yeah. Right away, it locked me in more than Destiny and uh, the Division. It just did. Just that alone, I'm like. Thank God. I'm like, my character doesn't have a name, but she speaks. I'm like, like people do. They, they say words. I'm like, thank goodness. So, anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it's it's the little things. You know what? Real quick, before I get to the rest of the introductions, first of all, we have a new channel member, Kay Asante, generous friend of the show. Kay Asante, welcome back, brother, and thank you for becoming a channel member. Let's have a couple of super chats that pop.
popped in here. And uh, Nightwolf3186, another generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding final super chat and says, another PTG night. Glad to be here tonight live. Also, my heart and prayers go out to Gaming Guru and his family. Kudos, boom, for the silent tribute. Dad, thanks so much, brother. I thought it was the right thing to do, especially uh, that he meant so much. He, me- I mean, listen, I, again, I, I am saddened that I'll never work with him, but at least he leaves such an incredible fingerprint on this community. I, I think that anyone that has worked with him and knows him personally is blessed. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, we have Lucius Augustus drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, this life is all we got, folks. Let's make him proud by staying positive and loving gaming. I'm glad to be here with all of you. Well, we're glad that you're here, brother, and thank you for the generosity. Um, but let's continue with, of course, the introductions. And we're going to go next with Mag, the middle-aged gamer guy all the way from Canada. And guess what, folks? I can hear him here in New Rochelle. Welcome to the program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good evening, Boom. Good evening, chat and panel. And yes, uh, once again, on a serious note, uh, all love and prayers to the Gaming Guru's family. And uh, may he rest in peace. And let me tell you guys something. I am one of the few lucky ones. Uh, this Friday, I will be getting my Pfizer vaccine. Um, oh, good, And man. Uh, I just got the notification this morning from the government. So I'm going in there. And there are no doubts in my mind that I'm going in there to get it. Now, I am a frontline worker. I deal with, uh, I deal with the elderly. Right. And so obviously, I'm in the lion's den, as you can imagine. And uh, let me tell you something. This thing is real. Whatever your politics are, whatever you think, it is hurting people it is killing people it is tearing apart families so please if you have the opportunity at some point when it comes around please take care of yourselves take care of your family and everybody else around you it is not a joke and it is not a you know it's not a tool for politics or arguing it's real so anyways again rest in peace to him but uh, other than that um yes let's have a great show tonight uh, i'm doing great everybody else is great we got some great topics let's get right into it Thanks so much, brother. Definitely appreciate you being here. Uh, next up, the man still floating uh, in Florida. Hopefully he doesn't get eaten by a great white shark. Please welcome back, Clowns. How you feeling, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Florida is above ground. <laughs> uh, we haven't sunk yet, so, you know, maybe the Fountain of Youth is still here somewhere in St. Augustine. Not sure. Well, ho- hopefully uh, you don't sink while you're live on the air. Uh, but, of course, we wouldn't want that. And, then again, eventually you'll, you'll get a, a calzone thrown your way. But thanks for being here, Clowns. Cannot wait to hear what you have to say about some of these big topics. Last and no way least, making his return, the Cape Crusader himself, Cybernox. Welcome back, brother. Hey, glad to be here, Boom. Uh, like everyone has been mentioning, uh, my condolences to Nintendo Guru's family, his friends, his loved ones. May he rest in peace. I'm in one. I'm in the same camp as you. I've never actually met the man, but from what everything that I can see on Twitter, seems like he was a great individual. And my yeah. thought and prayers go out to his family and loved ones. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, another Monday, another great time for prime time. I can't wait to dis- discuss this topics here with you guys. 
might be a spicy one. I don't know. I think we well, might. Uh, yeah, get, get, get ready. We're take gonna, a, take, we're gonna take, an, take your antacid. Here. Yeah, take your antacid yeah. right now, brother, because we're going to get into the first one <laughs> as we wait for the people to pile in. We're going to start with some uh, Sony PlayStation 5 controversy. Um, and, uh, you know, with the new consoles, ladies and gentlemen, uh, comes bigger and better games. And with larger experiences comes a cost of title size and in turn equates to needing more storage space. Uh, this idea is not a revelation, but a reality. Now, Sony's PlayStation 5 community is currently suffering in silence. Uh, and I happen to be one of those uh, people suffering because I can't do anything about my memory. I can't add anything. I can't move PlayStation 5 games. And when you look at titles, now I'm lucky. Because all of my games are played on most of most third party and second party games, unless they're exclusive to Nintendo or, of course, to PlayStation 5, I play them on the Xbox. So I have plenty of room. I'm, I'm rolling 12, uh, 12, or 12 or 13 terabytes right now, and I just move games at will. So it's not a problem. But the problem that we are getting into, and it seems as if it's getting worse by the day, is when you look at games like Call of Duty that are 100 gigs, Spider-Man and Miles Morales, of course, if you bought that one, that's 90 gigs, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Demon's Souls, Watchdog Legions, all of these gigabyte sizes have been ballooning with update after update. And with the PlayStation 5 launching with only 825 gigabyte SSD with only 600 67 gigabytes of usable space for games, apps, and others, well, people are starting to have to delete games or they're stuck. Uh, in a story that ran wild last week, the unofficial report from Bloomberg says that Sony is ready to drop a new firmware update this summer that will allow the user base to finally upgrade our consoles, giving us the ability to add an SSD of our own via the storage expansion slot. Now, this is great to hear for sure, but here is where the problem is, folks. This information is not directly from SIE. As a matter of fact, like I said moments ago, it was a report from Bloomberg who also reported that one out of two S every listen to this, one out of every two PS5 SOCs were failing. Now, this is where we start getting into are we playing politics? And I say that because I'm not going to mention names of the of the of the of the sites, but when the first Bloomberg report dropped, lots of the gaming community, along with some of the major, of course, gaming media sites, called foul and said, it's just a rumor. It's an unverified source by Bloomberg, which I thought at the time, it's Bloomberg, so it's probably verified. Those same folks are now cheering in the streets because Bloomberg has reported that this new update is coming this summer from an unnamed source. I find it to be a little bit of hypocritical if you ask me, but Bloomberg did cite unnamed sources who had been briefed on Sony's plans. It's an, it's an important step because obviously external storage on a PlayStation 5 can only be used for PlayStation 4 games. PS5 games must go on the new console's internal hard drive and they can't be moved. Now, this is where we get into the crux of the story. A Sony spokesperson told Bloomberg, 
that the company is working hard to enable an M2 SSD storage expansion for PlayStation 5, but had no further details to share at this time. Now, of course, I'm going to go uh, right right over to Everborn Saga first on this one. Everborn, here's the thing. You have multiple PlayStation 5s. I so, have two PlayStation 5s. Now, he, again, do you find it quite suspicious that we, after, now remember, we're in March now. Today's March 1st, folks. The PlayStation 5 launched on November 12th. How is it? that the community hasn't been screaming their heads off and making rebel-rousing comments for SIE that they're allowed to get away with this. And now, if again, I'm not a mathematician by any stretch of the truth. Otherwise, I'd be a millionaire. And I would tell you this. The summer is a couple of months away. And if it's, let's say, August, well, it's further than, we, than I would have liked for sure. What are your thoughts on the un, unnamed source and uh, this, this information coming to Bloomberg from an unnamed source and not SIE? And a matter of fact, Sony has had almost a week and they have said nothing. Well, um, first, let me um, throw some little smoke out there. Uh, we'll have a little fun and then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back home if you'll allow me. So first, uh, I'll, I'll take the question back to you and ask if you actually believe that we're going to see that storage expansion this year. Because I'm going to say I don't. Okay. Right? The next thing is the fact that uh, a system update needs to come to um, increase or decrease the rate of the fan to, to handle this uh, the potential heat that these um, M2 drives uh, generate, that is a, another red flag, right? So could be one or two things are gonna happen. Maybe there will be some issues with heating or- That's something. Or if, if they have to spin up the fans, are we gonna have another PlayStation 4 Pro situation on our hands where it sounds like a jet engine, right? And I, I just have to come back because as as well as having two PlayStation 5s here in our, our household, we also have uh, two Series Xs and a Series S. And I have, remember back when you and I both got those, um, those uh, storage expansion cards for the, uh, for the Xbox? And everyone was saying how expensive it was yep. and why does it have to be a proprietary thing? Could it be that this is why? Yeah. Could it be that uh, we have no idea when or if we will actually get this um, storage expansion for the PlayStation? Because what happens if the summertime comes and now you have to rely on third-party um M2 drives that may or may not uh, meet, like stay cool enough to, to, to handle the PlayStation 5, right? And the heat that it already generates. So all of that makes me nervous. And I, I just have to tip my hat to Jason Ronald and the folks over at Xbox for what they did with those. They are too expensive, but think about how simple that solution is. You put the storage... Exp expansion in, you pull it out, you're done. And you can swap it between systems, no issues. And 
versus you have to pull off the plate, hope you don't break it, um, and then put in a drive that you hope is properly heat synced. And, and who knows when that will come and how much will that drive up the price of those third party drives because they're just because they are on Sony's whitelist, right? Because if if I'm Western Digital and I'm and I have um, uh, an SSD drive that I'm selling, and it, I know it's on Sony's whitelist, aren't I going to market that and charge oh, of course more you are. than yeah, the other absolutely. ones on the market? So that we we may end up with a situation that that where it's more volatile and more expensive if we even get it. Could be that they're waiting for the the PS5 Pro. I don't know. Okay, so that's the that's the fun. We've had all all our fun. Now bringing it back down to earth, the fact that Sony hasn't said anything means nothing, right? It could very well because Sony speaks when they have something to say and not before. Yeah. They don't care about us talking about them. They don't care about people complaining on Twitter. They're not watching our podcasts like Microsoft does, right? So could be that they'll have it ready in April 30th and you'll just find out the week before when you can get it, right? So they could have all this under control and it'll be fine. I just don't believe that, but like you have to hold out and know that just because Sony hasn't said anything doesn't mean they don't have it under control. I'm only pointing out that I don't like the approach to begin with. I don't like the approach of having to pull off a plate and install a drive yeah. like that. And yeah. yes, it's nothing. I build PCs, but that's not what I buy consoles for. If I wanted to do that, I would play on my 3080, right? There you go. And my yeah. i9. That that I don't want to think about that when I'm playing on console. But that is what they decided to go with. Who am I to talk about a billion dollar company? But I just think it's the wrong approach. And I think I, I think we are not seeing it this year. That's my opinion and my uh, prediction. Well, I mean, it's a good prediction, and uh, you know, listen, it, it, it it's it, I find it very suspicious that. And you said, yeah, you, I want to touch on a point that you said. When Sony has something to talk about, they beat their chests publicly for everyone to see, right? And and when they when they, when they seem to be dragging their heels, they don't say nothing. And listen, I'm a PlayStation 5 owner. I have five, six, seven games for the PlayStation 5. And I'm running out of room. I'm not a Call of Duty player on the PlayStation or Assassin's Creed player or Watch Dogs player. But if you are uh, playing either of those three games uh, or all three, you don't have much space left, considering that the usable space is only 667, which is weird. Uh, the, 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 oh. the Okay, sorry. I just wanted to add one more thing. Yeah. The reason I think a lot more people aren't complaining is because there haven't been, everybody says Xbox got no games, right? But after Miles Morales and after Demon Souls, what do we have on the PS5? I think it's dry for both consoles right now. Yeah. Now, luckily, Ratchet and Clank is coming, and I'm going to be there. I can't wait. Bells on when it comes out. But if we're just being honest, right, you take the console war out of it, both systems do not have games to play right now other than third-party stuff. So I don't think that there's a lot of 
games unless you want to do the dreaded thing like play old games. But uh, apparently, some people say they don't want to do that. So well, anyway, <laughs> it is. It is what think, it is. I just think it's funny. Yeah, no, it is. It, it it's funny. It's a double standard. Tempest, I want to go to you next because this this kind of burns your bridges a little bit when you see the double standardness goes on. Not not only mm-hmm. in the, the community, the community is is going to be the community, right? We're we're going to have a voice. We're all going to have a particular console that we like more than the other one. But I think everyone on this panel, I think it's safe to say that we're all real and we keep it straight and we run it right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Whereas that doesn't usually happen with some of the circles that we see running around the uh, the interwebs and. And again, uh, the the Sony community is a very vocal one because they're the first ones to tell us that, of course, the Xbox players are Xbox and they don't have games and their console is this, that, and a third. But none of them are complaining about uh, with a very simple fix, in my opinion, is allowing you to have more memory on your console uh, four months or five months after it has shipped and it's out in the wild, and we still don't know anything. And again, what I find funny is that we have to learn of this from a secret source, from yeah. Bloomberg and not SIE. Is is there a double standard going on right now? And, and why hasn't Sony talked about this? Is Everborn onto something that we might have a heating issue like the re- Red Ring of Death for the PlayStation 5? and that's why we don't have the memory boost in them well the double standard is absolutely real i think he might be onto something man i mean this whole thing honest to goodness seems like an afterthought and part of that double standard is okay so for months it was ssd 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 the ssd cures your sickness it (laughs) it gives you a quick one i mean it makes your coffee for you i mean it does everything for you it was like the miracle thing like some people thought there was like a freaking gpu hidden in the ssd it's ridiculous that's all we heard everything comes out and at most you see like a second or two difference at most now maybe maybe whatever software that they wanted to come out with or or something in their development kits wanted to, to utilize that SSD speed properly. Maybe that's not out yet because it's not even out on the Xbox side. Like nothing has used velocity architecture yet on Xbox. So I'll give them that. Who knows? Maybe in the future, it really will be more than just a couple seconds quicker. But they push that SSD so hard. But, at, you know, at what cost? By the time, you know, the partition and everything like that on the drive, would you say 667 gigabyte? Yes. Dude, if you want the full package of a game that has marketing rights with Sony, which is Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, that's like 200 gigabytes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have that game. It's like one of the most played games there is. If you want to play the new Call of Duty, it's well, I think that one's over 100 gigabytes as well. If you want to touch Warzone or any of the battle royales, you're talking about a ton of hard drive space, and that's just like the regular things you play. I mean, I hate to say this. I might come off as a hater, but like the first week I had the Nintendo Switch, I got so pissed off because I could only fit a couple like games on there. Yeah. Like that thing comes with like 32 gigabytes, which is pathetic, but you can yeah. only fit a couple games on there. Guess what? You can't fit too much more on the PS5 either. And I mean, even the Xbox isn't much better off. It is better. It is a few games more, but both of them don't have big enough hard drive, if you ask me. So the fact that there's no solution is bizarre. And I think the biggest problem we are going to see yet, and that is when they do come out with a solution, 
they had to bring out a video of what it would be like changing the hard drive. You have to open up your yeah. console, okay? Yep. And I don't care. You can try to defend it all you want to, right? I just did a I just did a job for a customer, right? Who was trying to pay me on Cash App. I had to sit there for 25 minutes while they figured it out, right? <laughs> To use the Cash App app on their phone. <laughs> What's going to happen when I sit a PS5 down in front of them, if they care about gaming or whatever, and who knows they might, are they going to be able to open that thing up and change the hard drive? I don't care how easy it is on the surface. There are going to be some people that look at that like it's speaking a different language, man. They just have no idea what to do. And um, I don't know, man. I think it's going to suck all the way around, to be honest with you. I, I, they should have thought this through better. Now, Xbox's solution is way too expensive right now. I haven't popped the money on it. Could I have? Sure. You know, but at least there, they allow you to hook up another hard drive and you can kind of transfer games in between pretty quickly. Uh, so it's not as bad, but that, that, that solution is too expensive as well. So the storage, you know, is like the best part of this generation, but it's also the suckiest part because it's way too expensive and you don't have enough space, honestly, on both sides. But uh, this is an L, man, for Sony. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm right there with Everborn. I don't know if it's going to come this you know, year. They haven't said anything about it. It came from a Bloomberg article, and you are right. You know, months ago when they were reporting bad things, it was like Bloomberg sucks. Now they release <laughs> something that is fits their narrative, and all of a sudden Bloomberg's like, oh, yeah, man, they got their sources, and they're telling the truth, bro. So I, I don't know. It's it's kind of goofy, the whole situation. So well, I, I hope, hold on. I want to say this. If you have a PS5 and, and you are a, a PS5 only gamer, I I, I literally, I, I actually mean this. I hope you get a solution quickly because there's no reason your nice shiny PS5 should be compared to the Switch with its like dinky little hard drive space. It's just, it ain't right. You know, no, anyway. I, I absolutely agree. Listen, I want to get to clowns next, but before I get to clowns, I got to catch up with some of these super chats. They are flying in by the bucket load, and I want to thank everybody for being so generous. First of all, Bernard Miller. Hey, Bernard, thanks for hanging out. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, wanted to send a quick chat. Boom. Love the show. Shout out to Everborn. And yes, sprint cars in Dirt 5 are super trash. Yeah, dude, I actually skipped the race. Uh, I, I hope I can move forward without it. it I hate those cars. I I just I'm just gonna like stay in last place because I cannot drive them. Um, we K Asante, wow, dude! Not only would become a channel member today, he is back with an outstanding ten dollars of jet and says evening all boom. It's been a while, but work in 2021 has been pretty busy. I help in producing what the mag was just talking about. Oh, dude, congrats! But listen, thank you for the effort, brother. You are a superhero and you don't even know it. He says, but I'm back. Salute to you all and rest in peace the great gaming guru well thank you for that brother definitely appreciate the well wishes and ra89 drops a very generous five dollars of ten says a weird flaw that the expansion ssd bay on the playstation 5 doesn't touch the console's gigantic heat sink sounds like something last minute um changes to me you know what that's possible um we don't really know what they did over there uh, let me see if I can find it. There's a few more that came in. Dan, the man, Cunningham drops one. Oh, Bounty Boom. Let me just see. Eagles fan. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the generosity. Okay. Eagles fan 76, another generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, didn't game is, gamer Nexus point this out 
that he felt the PlayStation 5 had insufficient cooling at the M2 expansion slot. Rewatch that video he did about temperatures. I'm going to check that out, dude, definitely. Uh, Bounty Boom, another generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding uh, $10 super chat. Thanks so much, Bounty. He says, what's up, Boom? What's up, panel? How's everybody doing today at work showing my support? But I have a question for do, do the PlayStation 5 have to be turned off before you have to put in the hard drive i i yeah i would imagine so i would imagine that yeah it has to be all oh, for yeah. sure otherwise you're going to definitely wreck that uh th- that console dan the man cunningham another generous friend of the show he drops now standing final super chat says think about this you spend $500 for a high-tech piece of equipment that you need to use workarounds just to get to work correctly that's insane that's also who's I, I i that makes me feel like a bigger boob that i bought the playstation 5 but i buy every new console and you know what listen i, I enjoyed my playstation 5 for what i used it for so far i'm hoping that i can get uh a, a comparable hard drive uh space to add more games uh jonathan lopez in the chat drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says Hi, Boom. I'm playing the Outriders demo, and I'm loving this. It is a day one buy for me. Great show. Please, guys, hit the like button. Well, thanks so much, dude. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it, too. The demo, I was buying it already, but the demo for me made me do it a, a definite day one buy for sure. Uh, hey, Noof Nukem's in the chat. What's going on? Joe Dunmore is here. Six Slayer. Gentlemen, thank you. Melvo is in the chat. Um, thank you, guys. Whitehawk1188. Hey. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Can I just say something to uh, Bounty Boob? I know what you was doing over there, Bounty. (laughs) He was saying, uh, do you have to turn it off? Because he knows you do not have to turn off the Xbox in order to put in. Oh, that was a nice, that that was a subtle dig is what you were doing. I I see what you was doing, Bounty. (laughs) (laughs) Bounty Boob being slick. Uh, Clowns, are you there, sir? I am here. Boom. All right, Kyle, right let, let's get your opinion on this. Um, you have a PlayStation Five, am I correct? I do. Okay, so here, here's my here's my question. You, you like myself, and many people on this panel. We play Xbox more than we do the PlayStation 5. But that does not take away from the fact that there's a memory issue, uh, like I said in the thumbnail. And uh, I find it very odd that we just had a state of play uh, that a lot of people walked away very disappointed with. I thought it was okay. I gave it a 6 out of 10 for me personally. Um, But... No mention of the S the the SSD expansion, uh, and I thought that was a little weird. What what are your thoughts on wh- how Sony is handling this? You know, this is uh, I, this just makes me say, Sony, what are you thinking? Was the PS Five even ready for launch? Because you would figure that they would have all their storage options ready for everyone, right? I mean. How much can you do with what's on the hard drive and with one external drive hooked up that you just have to transfer stuff back and forth to or hopefully put your PS4 collection on it? Um, I'm very careful right now, Boom, with what I put on my PlayStation 5 drive because I don't want to max it out or, you know, uh, not be able to play games that I enjoy. So I have to go through each game and decide which ones am I going to complete this month on PlayStation 5? And it's a real big inconvenience. It is extremely a big inconvenience. And, you know, what Everborn said is 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 true as well, that if they make deals with certain uh, drive providers, 
Uh, it's going to be even worse for us gamers. And, you know, I hate to say this, but those that swear allegiance to one particular console, or the other are not going to complain on the Sony side. If their, their, uh, drive skyrocketing in price, they're going to be like, Oh, Sony did us a favor. No, I'm really worried about that too. Like it's a strong possibility that we could be paying an arm and a leg for storage yeah. Because they know they can maximize that, right? I mean, they know that people don't just buy and play one game at a time. You look at uh look at uh all the talk about Warzone right now taking up so much hard drive space, right? That game keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And next year's Call of Duty is probably gonna be even just as big and if not bigger. So that's another big problem that we're gonna have, and they're gonna have to answer that with external storage being available. And then they could be like, well, we know everybody's going to play Call of Duty. So why don't we just jack up the price? Because we're no, we know they're going to be forced to put it on their externals. So, yeah, it's just it's a bad situation for Sony. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. And again, the, the, the silence is deafening. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, um, let, let, let's get Cybernox opinion on it. Cyber, listen. I know that a lot of people, uh, like especially on this panel, had great points about both storage solutions not being the greatest. But the difference between uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation is tremendous. Meaning yeah, that one I can, exists and one doesn't. One exists and one <laughs> does not. It's, it's, it's the absolute truth. I, I can take yeah. a game uh, and move it to my um, my hard drive and let it sit there. And uh, when I want to play it, move it back. Now, when you move a big game, it takes a couple of minutes. Let's say maybe about seven, seven minutes or so, seven to nine minutes. But yeah. I have the ability to do that where you cannot do that for the PlayStation. You either right. play said game, delete it, and then come back to it. And then you have to reinstall it, which kind of sucks. What are your thoughts on the silence of Sony not saying anything? This to me is a very peculiar situation because I think when it comes to the storage for both consoles, I think... Uh, both of them, Xbox and PlayStation, haven't done a great job. Xbox has done a better job than Sony. But for them to come out, for Xbox to come out with their proprietary storage at a $200 price point, obviously it's new technology. I completely understand. But I think it threw, a, threw off a lot of people with that $200, right? And But they do let you, you know, you have the other options, kind of what you just mentioned, Boom, with uh the external hard drive which you can you know transfer your games back and forth and that you know transferring your games back and forth between hard drives is going to be faster than you downloading you know anyway so i think for what we have right now th that's the best solution when it comes to sony the silence it, it, it it's a little i'm a little bit baffled because it's it seems kind of like what Tempest uh, mentioned earlier too. It seems like an afterthought. If they, if that's just an NVMe uh, M2 slot, why not just have third parties? If you weren't, if if you weren't uh, prepared to make uh, a storage or didn't have uh, something of your own to sell it as a first party, why not just let you know third party meet the specs that are required for the PS5, make their own, and sell them. Yeah. I, I don't understand. You know, maybe they're seeing what Xbox did with Seagate and they made their own proprietary thing and they're probably making, you know, more money that way and they want to be able to capitalize and make as much money as they can as well, 
having their own hardware and not, you know, allow third parties to make it. But um, I find it all lot, especially too with the external drives. Why can't you just, you know, store or download games, store it on an external, then just transfer it between, you know, hard drives, your internal, your external. The whole the whole thing seems odd to me. Um, I hope I I really do hope because kind of like what um was mentioned earlier as well call of duty probably one of the biggest games that everyone plays or i should say not everyone most people play the file size on that game is beyond 100 it's bananas gigs. yeah it's insane and just you know it's it's kind of fortunate that this is happening right now when we're in a little bit of a drought for next gen games right because you see um the file sizes on like the series x games and, and you know because of everything that's that's coming um with those games or with all the textures and 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 everything else so it's kind of it's it kind of benefits this that it, sony that it's happening now because once more and more games start coming out ex- just for the ps5 with all their bells and whistles then I can even imagine how big those file size those file sizes are going to be, and when that hits, they better have a solution ready because right now they're just they just don't have anything. They right. you have six hundred and sixty seven gigabytes on your console, and that's it. Whatever yeah. whatever games you could fit on there that that you want to play, that's all you're gonna have. You're gonna have to find different solutions on what to do. But it really does baffle me. It, it really takes me back that they didn't have a solution for storage. And another thing that concerns me is kind of like uh, Everborn was mentioning too. They, as soon as they said that they're, they're going to open this up in the summer, the first thing they said, oh, and we're going to amp up the fan speeds. That yes. means, you know, <laughs> that means that they're expecting uh-huh. some heat issues. <laughs> expecting some heat, you know. That your, means your there's sh- a problem. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, that you don't know how hot that, um, that NVMe is going to run. You know, it's kind of like what Eagle fan was alluding to. Uh, Gamer Nexus doesn't think there's sufficient sufficient cooling for that slot. So it, it's going to be interesting to see, man, what's going to happen. And I hope, I hope, because these machines, um, people, you know, are, people buy these machines to enjoy them and not worry, especially in consoles. Console gamers are not PC gamers. You know, PC gamers are used to dealing with all the different components and things like that. Primarily, console gamers just want to go ahead, plug their plug the system in and play. And now that they're dealing with a, a whole different, uh, uh, a lot of different issues coming with these consoles, I just hope that they have an easy solution for the consumers. Yeah, uh, I, I, an easy solution and an affordable one. You know, real yeah. quick, um, real quick, uh, um, Nuf Nukub in the chat actually dropped something in here pretty interesting. He said, did you see the statement from, from Call of Duty needing like 500 gigs? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, they made a statement the other day saying that um, – that the PlayStation Five, uh, PlayStation Four, uh, five hundred gig uh, is not going to be enough anymore. And obviously, then of course, talk came about the uh, the Xbox Series S. Uh, I I don't know what that means, but if they're suggesting that uh, uh, that Call of Duty Next is going to be five hundred plus gigs, I tap out. I don't buy it because I think that's just absurd. Uh, to be honest with you, that I'm going to have to take half of my hard drive. Could you imagine if you only have a PlayStation Five? and 500 gigs of your 667 is one game 
That's ridiculous. So hopefully we'll have uh, some more information. Uh, let me just catch up a super chat over here. Michael Kulik, a generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat. Michael, thanks for being here, brother. He says both the state of play and the direct felt like that moment when that uncle you rarely see shows up to your house to let you know he's still alive. That is freaking hilarious, dude. Um, I mean, I... I I, I thought both both uh, the direct and um, and the state of play were okay. I thought they were okay. I, I expect a little more, but it is be the early you know early in the year, and maybe we'll get something uh, better from Xbox. Uh, as you can see, my driving is terrible. Um, but uh, let, let let me get to uh, middle aged gamer game gamer guy and and Mag. I saved you. I saved you for last because you're probably going to have the biggest point here. Um, Sony has been very coy about a lot of things. Uh, and I and I, you know something I I was on a show the other day with uh, Mav uh, Fun Speculation and he he's a, he seems like he's a, a very knowledgeable when it comes to tech and he actually had mentioned something to the effect that he he believed heat might become an issue for this SSD and that is why Sony has yet to give us a solution uh, and he even he even said that there could be a red ring of death kind of a situation if. These, if the console starts to overheat because of the N N NVMe, uh, what are your thoughts on Sony being very quiet and not challenging this Bloomberg report? Well, let me tell you something to get started here. Yeah, I'm I'm already fired up about this because I have been waiting months for one of these companies to piss me off, and and then man, is has that ever come to to fruition this week? I'm like a junkyard dog. Okay, I'm just waiting in the yard. You step in that yard, I'm barking and I'm biting. And Sony, you just happen to be the victim this week. Let me tell you something. The only heat issues are going to be coming out of this mouth. All right? I have learned in this generation so far, whether it's Microsoft or, or Sony, okay, I've got the PS5 and I've got the Series X. I have now learned to adapt. And my ad adaptation is this. I'm a completionist of games. Okay, I will finish a game till it's 100 percent. I'll get that thousand out of a thousand. I'll get that platinum or whatever. And then I have now readapted to uninstall it. OK, then to move on to something else. OK, because I am not going to be buying the external, at least for now. OK, because, you know, just like Tempest was saying, like everyone was saying, OK, it's very expensive. OK, so I'm not going to be buying, you know, uh, external uh, storage. That's the same price as the Xbox Series S. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. I'm not doing it. So therefore, guess what? I'm adapting. If there's a zombie apocalypse coming, I'm going to die last, okay? Because I adapt. So that's what I do. I complete the game 100%. <laughs> I, I erase it from the hard drive because I know I'm never going to go back to it, okay? And I'm done with it. And then I'll move on to something else because I do not have the storage. It doesn't matter whether it's the Xbox, which is a little bit better. And then, of course, the PlayStation, which I, on, uh, as it stands right now, I've only got five games on there. Once I platinum those five games, that's it. They're gone. I'm not touching them again because I'm not going to have space for Ratchet and Clank. I'm not going to have space for anything. Well, assuming any of their other uh, um, uh, exclusives come out in 2021, which I'm starting to not believe at all. I don't think any of them are going to make the, uh, the target date. That's just my call, except for Ratchet and Clank, because Ratchet and Clank is ready to go, and Returnal is basically ready to go. The rest of them, yeah, okay. And I'm not calling the other one the Bang Bang Shooty game. I always forget what it's called. Okay, the one that uh, Bethesda owns there. Okay. Okay, you're um. Uh, Death Loop. There Death you go. Loop. I just yeah. call it oh, Bang yeah, Bang yeah. Shooty game because that's what all the trailers <laughs> show me over and over, right? D Death Loop is coming as well. Okay, because that's basically a finished game. But anyways. 
What I want to do is I want to ask a question. I'm going to ignore all the tech talk, okay? I want to get to the heart of this. The heart of it is this. Where's the outrage at the lack of transparency from Sony? I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred more till I turn blue in the face. Hate Sony, love PlayStation. I love the PlayStation and what it does. I love their games. I love their ecosystem. But at the company behind them, I can't stand them. I've I've never liked them. I find them to be way too closed doors. There's not and the fact that these news articles are coming out and they're not speaking speaks volumes to me. You know what it says to me? It says that they're full of crap. That's what it tells yeah, me. Yeah. It says that they don't have an answer. And I'll tell you something else, guys. This is where the mag comes in, okay? The mag says one thing, and I'll tell you something. I'll tell you the truth, whether you like it or not, or whether it makes you feel uncomfortable. And I'll tell you right now, Sony has been lying to their fan base from day one about almost everything. Yep. The only thing that they do really, really well, man, they do really well, though. Their marketing is absolutely top-notch and cannot be matched. I don't care what anybody says. Xbox cannot even put – they can't even light a candle. Oh, no, no, no. Their marketing is prime time. I have, I, have, I have commented on it numerous times. Their marketing is just straight-up incredible. That, incredible. That's the yeah. And their games. I will say it again just like – remember the Nintendo seal of approval? Okay, Sony does the same thing, except they don't have the gold seal on their on their games. But – they have that seal of approval. And I'll tell you something. Sony does not launch first-party games unless they're magnificent. And I yep. will tell you right now, I can't think off the top of my head of a single Sony exclusive that I didn't fall in love with. I love them all. Those two things, they do incredibly well. Everything else, they suck. That's <laughs> just the way they are. And that you know, and and I'll say, and I'm just going to repeat what everybody else said already, okay? And by the way, that thing that Newf Nukem said about the 500 gigs, I read the same article, and they are, and that is 100% coming. Now, however, that is not just for the game, okay? God help you if you've got the PlayStation 5, and if you've got Warzone slash Modern Warfare slash Cold War on there, you're already talking 250 gigs. Yeah, I have it on my Xbox right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I had to erase Warzone. First of all, I'm not a battle royale guy, uh, guy except for Fortnite because I play with my son. But I removed Modern Warfare because you had to have Modern Warfare and Warzone in order to just play Warzone. And that you know that brings me down a whole other road. I don't want to go down. I have this whole conspiracy theory that that Activision wants you to only have their game. On, on your hard drive, so basically it keeps their engagement up, okay? Tinfoil hat's right on, and it's on tight because there's nothing else that makes sense. They asked a dev about it. You know what he said? He goes, well, there's a lot of stuff in the game. What? <laughs> wow. I, I swear I'm not even making that up. I saw it two days ago on IGN, and I almost dropped my phone. The dev actually said, well, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of stuff in there. It's like 12 multiplayer maps in one big <laughs> it's battle like, what? It's so full of crap. You have a lot of stuff? <laughs> You know, Ubisoft oh, yeah. is like, you have a lot of stuff in your in your games? Hold my beer. I'll show you a lot of stuff. Okay? Wow. Like, give me a break, Activision. Cut that crap. But anyways, the point is this. Okay? I don't believe them. I don't like their silence. It does not give me consumer... Uh, it, it doesn't give me any consumer confidence. And the thing is, when they do find a solution, if, if they even find a solution, because I think Everborn is 100% correct by saying that they, that they might do something with the PS5 Pro, which I do mm -hmm. believe is coming. Once yeah. Xbox really gets its legs, 
okay? When they actually, when the hardware is actually utilized properly, once the devs have had enough time to work with it and really be able to get into the guts of that console and really be able to, um, you know, utilize everything that, X, uh, that Microsoft has put in there, you're going to find that that PS5 is all of a sudden going to be like, well, guys, now we're falling behind. Let's get that PS5 Pro. Then you're going to find that exter uh, the, the external storage is going to be put in there. Okay, and then it's going to work for that. As for the PS5, I, I ain't put anything near that thing. I'm scared to turn it on sometimes. Sorry, yeah. everyone. What were you going to say? So, so, no, no, no. I just, just a couple of things. So I, I, I'm hearing sort of a consensus that that the, the storage solutions or storage expansion solutions are, are close. I don't think that they're close. I no. think that the Xbox mm. solution oh, yeah. is 100 times better. Yeah, and sure. All yeah. it takes for Xbox to do is release a 500 gigabyte, uh, $100 expansion yeah. card. That yep. or just have, all, a, or just, right? or just allow a third party to also make it. Just get which, them is, which, uh, which uh, again, Jay Warner actually said that. Right, said, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Did. Yeah. So they, they've already confirmed that. So then the other thing is, um, the reason that the Series S should not have been in that conversation, which is something that uh, Kea Asante brought up in the chat, which was uh, the velocity architecture, which yep. could potentially allow, but not, the thing there is not everyone will use that. But what everyone does have the opportunity to use is smart delivery, which will only deliver the texture files that will be needed on the Series S, right? Because part of the reason that those files are so large on the PS4 is because they have to ship basically everything, right? So when they when they deliver a game, they're delivering the 4K textures along with the 1080p textures, and that is increasing the the file size. So when you have something like Smart Delivery, it will it it will it will cut down on install sizes greatly. Now I'm gonna play devil's advocate just a little. I hate to be the guy defending Sony, but I just I just gave him a lot of uh, flack. So I just want to add this. Rule four, if you guys have ever read the 48 Laws of Power, uh, rule four is say less than necessary. That air of mystery gives Sony a sense of power. And I know it seems like you don't like it, but it keeps people intrigued, right? Yes. And mystery is in, in, in sort of a world where we know how everything works, mystery is the last bastion of magic, so to speak. So I say all that to say their silence creates excitement in people. And when they say something, people get wowed. And we talked about their marketing. Part of the reason they're so successful is, in marketing is because of their silence. But right? their silence, and, their and, silence in this situation, I don't think. See, it, no, no, no. But see, you you have to commit, right? You, have to commit. you know when their silence works really well. Their silence works really well when it comes to their game development because their when games, they when yeah. they del when they delayed Uncharted Four three times. They didn't say a word about it. They didn't show half-assed screenshots saying, oh, uh, here we go with, uh, it's looking better, folks. They didn't say that. They didn't do anything. They kept their damn mouth shut, and they did the right thing. And that's where I praise them is when, like I said, when it comes to their games, they got it on lock. But I think that sometimes their silence, I understand what you're saying, but sometimes their silence is showing confusion. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's always listen, showing. It sucks. Or it weakness. sucks for 
it, it sucks for us, but I think it is working for them because they aren't going to say anything until that solution is solved and they're going to pretend like it was never an issue and all their fans are going to love that. And now Microsoft's mantra, it, it takes courage to be as open as they are with the community because they'll tell you like, look, we fucked up, right? Microsoft has no problem saying that, right? Yeah. Microsoft has no problem coming to people's um, podcast, they have no problem engaging and saying and inviting us all along with that process, but that comes with the extra level of scrutiny they get. Sony doesn't get that level of scrutiny because in times like this, they just say nothing. You will get nothing until we want you to know it because we are in control. That and, could and backfire. I mean, it's it's, it, a, it's a bold strategy, and it's a, actually it's a very um, it's it's a very uh, it's a Jap very Japanese thing. They do not. A, that's a that's a that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Who is yeah. that? <laughs> that's a bold move. And let's see how it plays out for them. Let's go. That is a Japanese attribute, though. They do not speak unless they've thought through what they're going to say. I know Japanese people, and I know I understand that that is something that they do, and that is something that is obviously ingrained in the Sony company. It's like do not speak. Unless you're unless you have the solution or you have something positive to say, I get that. But unfortunately, you also have to understand you are dealing with a nor primarily, let's say, North American, uh, UK, Australian uh, markets that do not think that way because you've got these other companies going out there and being very transparent. Now, some people are turning and saying, why aren't you guys saying anything? You have to know your market. But yes, you're right. It's a, it's a fine line that they're trying yeah. to balance. But I think they're doing such a good job because the media seems to eat it up like no problem. I don't eat it uh, up. But I, I mean, no. I do like I respect it. But at the same time, I don't sometimes you got to say something. Sometimes <laughs> I got to say something. I agree when the silence comes to the games. But when it comes to certain solutions, especially when it comes to a solution like storage, pretty soon... A lot of people are going to start asking questions. What am I supposed to do here? No, they're not. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're not well, maybe not the, the extreme fans, you know what I mean? But the regular people more, are going to start The regular asking. people yeah. are going to start mm -hmm. asking questions. So what do I do? You mean I just have this amount of storage? And then that leaves room, potentially room, for you to start looking at other, you know, other places where you can game as well. Oh, this PC, Xbox, wherever, where you see how easy it is for you to extend that storage. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm sure they had like you guys mentioned, they they do they're probably working on something, but they're not gonna say anything. When it comes to the games, yes, the silence speaks volumes. It speaks their silence, and like you guys mentioned, their marketing is by far the best in the business. So no doubt about it when it comes to the game. So when it comes to something like this, you know, what about if you're somebody that has all the PS5 games and you're already at that point where you're saying, hey, I'm already deleting two, one game a month because I, I'm over here, you know, buying everything that I can or getting everything I can. Like those people should all also be asking for a solution and for this thing to come out because See, now here's it, the it's thing. ridiculous. You brought up you brought up something, a really good point there. Now, I'm a, obviously, we're all multi-console owners here, okay? In one form right. or another, whether it's Nintendo, Sony, Xbox, whatever, or all of them, okay? Yeah. And uh, the thing is, very interesting point you just brought up about a you know uh, having all the games, erasing games. Now, imagine if you're only a PS5 owner. Yeah, right. there you go. Okay, 
See, here's the thing. My PlayStation 5 right now, I can list off the games right now that I have on there. I've got Last of Us 2 because I want to go back and play it on the PS5 when, whenever they do whatever magic they're going to do. Okay? Yep. I just erased God of War because I got the Platinum on it. I'm not going back to play it again. I got it. I'll wait for the next one. I've got Miles Morales on there, Platinum that. Spider-Man, Platinum that. Okay, those are all gone. I got Days Gone in there, which, by the way, is magnificent. I know there's a lot, a lot of people on the fence about it, but trust me, it's a great game. Anyways, I'm playing that right now. But all on the Xbox side, I'm playing all the multiplats. So I've got AC Valhalla on there. I got Phoenix Immortals Rising. I've got Call of Duty. Uh, the 400,000 gigabyte version is on right. my Xbox. Okay. <laughs> and I finished the medium. I erased it. I finished Avengers. I, er I erased it. I uninstalled it. Excuse me. I uninstalled those games. But I have the option because I have the two consoles, right? So between the two, I basically got like one and a half terabytes, if you think about it. So I'm able to balance those. But if I only had a PlayStation 5 and I happen to be playing Call of Duty and then Resident Evil 8 and Ratchet Clank come out in the spring, I got mm -hmm. decisions to make. And these aren't decisions that should be made by people who put a lot of money down to buy, the, to buy this technology. It's ridiculous. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like you realize that people are going to have to make hard choices come. I'd be like, oh, it's fine. It's not fine. And that's, that is silly because then... Uh, let's say Outriders is coming out, isn't it? Okay, so yes. you got Outriders, you got yeah. Call of Duty, uh, you know, AC Valhalla is like a 200-hour game, so it's not like you're getting rid of that anytime soon. There's your hard drive, folks. Yep. There's your hard drive. So what yeah. are you going to do now? You're going to have to go in there and go, well, shish kebab. What is coming off the hard drive so I can play Resident Evil? Meeny, meeny, miny, mo. Right. <laughs> Which and one's that, coming off? That in 2021, in my opinion is disgraceful it is also disgraceful that the external storage for the xbox is really expensive however right. at least it's an option right. at least you have an option that's what's bothering me is that they don't even have an option and the thing is bothering me more is that's where i start with my big stick and start poking people who are asleep and going guys why aren't you yelling about this? Why yeah. aren't you upset no. about this? Why does the mag have to get upset about it? Make his blood pressure go up. Why do we have to do that? <laughs> okay. Why do I have to say something? Okay. I'm not in the Sony camp. I'm not in the Xbox camp. I'm certainly not in the Nintendo camp. Okay. Not my bag. But you know what? I'm a gamer and I play all of them. But when I see something that's wrong, not for me, but when I see something that's actually wronging a particular community, and in this case, if people think that I'm hating on Sony, I'm, well, Sony, if I'm hating on Xbox, or uh, sorry, on the PlayStation, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I'm actually concerned for actual fans who can only afford, let's say, just the one. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm actually speaking on their behalf. I'm saying, guys, you got to open your mouths because if you don't open your mouths and say something, Sony's going to keep doing what they've been doing because they don't give two rats' ass about what's going on about you. Everborn said it. They don't listen to a podcast. You don't see these guys on the shows or showing up in the chat or doing it. You don't see them at all. And, you know, whatever. That's the way they run their business. Great. But at the same hey, time, they're one, not... One, you one have thing. to speak. And throw, one one more, throw one more wrench in there. What yeah. about if you only have a PS5 and you're consistently downloading, uninstalling, downloading data caps? Yes, Some, that's a, a great lot point, of people dude. out there have data point. caps. Yeah, yeah. What does that do for them as well? You know, if they're consistently doing that, uninstalling, re having to re-download the game, 
Or, and, you, you know, know that's a reality for a lot of people who are yeah, not as absolutely. fortunate as all of us. Like, I mean, absolutely. you know, I, I count my blessings every single day for everything that I've got and everything that I've been fortunate enough to have through a lot of hard yeah. work, mind you, but still yeah. doesn't matter. The point is there are a lot of people out there who are not as fortunate who want to be a gamer just because, you know, th you know, there's people out there who don't have any money, but, you know, they love video games. So being able to access those games is everything to them, and that's wonderful, or their children, per se, right? There's some people who can't afford all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when you start, and, and just like you're saying with the data caps, there are people who can afford basically the bare minimum internet, okay, or internet service provider or anything like that. Yes, you're 100% correct, and that's where, these that's where these all come into play. Now, all of a sudden, you shut the door on these people, and those yeah. people don't have access to it, and that really pisses me off. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, everyone had amazing points. And, and like I said, I kind of knew that this topic was going to be an hour for sure. But we definitely got to move on, folks. Uh, but before I do, first of all, the super chats that have come in, my God, they're really blowing my mind. Um, we're going to start with Elemental P.O., a good friend of the show. Welcome back, brother. He drops an outstanding final super chat and says, you know what makes me wonder? What if Sony did sell their own external memory cards like xbox maybe that's that's something they're working on but i'm gonna yep. say this i'm wondering could you imagine the controversy if microsoft allows for the third party uh, solutions to come out and those come out before sony does any solution for theirs that's going to be a real story then and it's going to be very interesting but Master Clowns X3, a very generous friend of the show. He says, after dropping his first $20 super chat, love the fire. Thank you so much for being here, Master Clowns. And, of course, thank you for your generosity, as always. Uh, let me see. I got to catch up. We have quite a few of them that have come in. Let me just see. scroll backwards here. Um, okay. Sorry about this, folks. This chat is <laughs> completely on fire, not just with Super Chats either. Master Clowns drops. Wow, dude. Another $20 Super Chat says, as always, love the points of view from Mr. Boom. Well, thanks, dude. Super appreciate that. Uh, we have, uh, okay, Kayasante. Wow, dude. Thank you so much for your generosity. He drops another $10 Super Chat and says, uh, Microsoft is prepared. The, if they see the smart delivery slash velocity isn't used, all MS has to do is put the Xbox Cloud app on the Series S, stream it from the server like Switch does now, problem solved. Indeed, that's super smart, dude. That's a great point. Um, DJ Birdo DOS. Wow, dude. He drops an outstanding $20 super chat and says, this show is on fire. Hit the like button, people. Thank you so much for that. And folks, we're closing in on 500 people. 500 people here. I don't know if we're, we may be giving dealer gaming a run for his money on RDX. If you guys keep showing up the way that you have today. But I want to move on to topic number two. And, of course, we love those guys at RDX. Um, folks, if you waited for the Xbox po uh, uh, portion uh, and you are one of the 500 here, strap your ass into the seat because we're going to go right now. Now, this next topic has caught the interwebs by storm. Now, um, I, I'm, I added this into the show notes if you want to check it out. During the Chatter Days, which is the Windows Central podcast with host Miles Dompierre and Jeff Grubb, at the 35.11 minute mark, a super chat 
comes in. Now, I have that super chat here, and I want to read it because it's it's absolutely significant to the conversation. The super chat came in from someone called Hunter Smith, and Hunter Smith asks this. It came out that Stadia canceled an episodic Kojima game. Does the statue next to the Xbox logo logo on Phil's desk make, make a bit more sense now? Now, if you're not sure what he's talking about, uh, there's a statue. Now, this this picture that uh, that Brad Sams had posted about about a week ago was during the AI summit. Phil Spencer was being interviewed, and he was specifically not in his office for some reason. He was in another office, and behind him was a shelf littered with goodies. But you see, it's what Jeff Grubb of venture beat had to say that blew my mind and why it's the topic of the show ladies and gentlemen and this is what he had to say he says this i'm trying i'm trying how to say this it's probably significant i will say that most of the things on phil's desk is significant i'll say that and he says this I'm afraid to say anything more. Phil looks to be done being coy. I think Phil knows people are looking at his shelf and he's doing it deliberately. He finishes his point with, yeah, the shelf is significant and and that's all I will say. Okay, now here's the thing, folks. There were a lot of things on Phil's shelf. The most significant... And the one that is just going to be the, the segue into the last topic about Kojima is Kojima Productions' Lumens statue is specifically positioned right next to the Xbox logo. Now, what does that mean? Well, I actually don't know. Is Kojima, is Kojima Productions joining Xbox Game Studios? Are they going to pick up that uh, canceled Stadia horror game? Um, And here's the thing. I want to take this a little further because obviously you guys know me. You hear me talk about Kind of Funny on a regular basis. I really like them over there. I like everybody over there. But I like the X-Cast. And the reason why I bring up the X-Cast is because that's a show that's done Every week, and it has Paris Lily. It has um, so Snowbike Mike, and oh my god, I always forget the last guy's name. Jesus Christmas, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a terrible host. Okay, yeah, I, I have it. A Gary Witta, and I love Gary. Gary is great. He is very dry, but he tells it like it is. But check this out. They took it. They took it in a direction that flipped my 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 mohawk. Okay, they said, just imagine this for a second. And this is, came from Paris Lillian. And, of course, Denny Pena, of course, they're, 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 those two gentlemen are from Gamertag Radio, which I still listen to. And uh, Paris Lillian said, just imagine this for a second. Imagine if they uh, get Kojima Productions to join Xbox Game Studio and then go to Konami and get the Metal Gear license and have him go fucking crazy on a new Metal Gear, giving the big fuck you to Konami and then to Sony on top of that. And I'm sorry for cursing, but that's the way they said it. So that's why I wanted to present it. All I can tell you is this. Uh, Death Stranding was not for everyone. I'll, I'll say that. And originally, it wasn't for me until my brother Neo Mental bought it for me. I put 70 hours into that game. I, I, I'm close to beating it. I absolutely love the nothingness of it. But I thought was the most amazing thing about that game, if you played it, 
was how even though it was a single player game, there was a tremendous multiplayer aspect that when you would come back to your game, you would find bridges and roads made for you by other people. And I did that for as, as many people as I could as well. I thought it was a unique thing. Kojima has a bunch of crazy ideas, but guys, how bananas would that be if for some reason, and like I said, Jeff Grubb said it, everything on that shelf is somewhat important and that lumen statue standing directly next to the xbox logo i think means something what it means we're only going to find out in the future i want to go first to uh, mag on this mag you, you sat back you listened to the whole everyone dropped their sony points let's let's get yes, this sir. xbox point here uh All phil right. spencer seems to be uh the he seems to be walking silently and carrying a big stick. And uh, you heard Jeff Grubb say he's done being coy. And he knows that people are watching his shelves. I mean, if you remember, the Xbox Series <laughs> S was on his shelf during one of his interviews, and we didn't pick we didn't pick it up. No one did until yeah. much, much later. What are your thoughts on what Paris Lilly had to say on the Xcast, but more importantly, what Jeff Grubb had to say on the Chatterdays podcast? Well, I got to tell you, I listened to it, and uh, I think Jeff Grubb is well. He, his track record speaks alone, right? So, I mean, this guy knows what's going on. He knows what's talking about. And uh, by the way, on a side note, the reason why Phil uh, wasn't in his office—I mean, just like every dev, he actually acquired that office. So, um, <clears throat> just letting you know, <laughs> he just walked in and be like, "Yeah, it's ours now." Uh, anyways, in all seriousness, yes, you just mentioned the Series S was sitting on that shelf. It looked like a textbook from my college days. You know, it was just kind of there, and they're like, no one noticed it. Also, I wanted to bring up the fact that um, uh, you remember the Xbox commercial that they showed, what, a year ago uh, about the Series X? And the dude in the commercial is wearing the new headphones that are just coming out, right? Yes, he sure was. And nobody knew that either. And all of a sudden, someone connected the dots there. And then, of course, you had the other one where they had that. Uh, wasn't it the podcast with, uh, with uh, Major Nelson there? And then they had the Indiana Jones idol in the background. Remember the one from Raiders of yes. the Lost Ark yep. at the beginning? That uh, He had the whip, he had the hat, and he had the idol. Right, and the idol. And I saw the idol, and all I could think of it was that, you know, what's his name, Belloc. And all of a sudden, he's like, if only you spoke Jovitos, Indy. Mubasa. <laughs> and he's holding up that idol, and Indy goes running away. Yeah, so he's holding up that gold, or he had that gold idol there. And then what happened, like, what, a month later? They had that announcement. All of a sudden, now you got this Kojima situation going on. Now, I don't know if they're going to buy uh, or acquire the studio, but maybe they'll do a collaboration. Now, the reason why is because I do believe that uh, Kojima wants to stay kind of, he's kind of, a well, you know what he's like. He's kind of goofy, but he's brilliant. Well, he's but eccentric for sure. He's an, he's an artist, okay? Let's face it. He comes across as like a bohemian artist slash rock star kind of thing. I don't think he wants to be tied down and really answered anybody, but I can most certainly see him doing a collaboration. Now, he's no stranger to Xbox. Obviously, he's done more work with Sony because let's face it, you know, he's a Japanese company, Japanese dev a developer, creator. And then, of course, you got Sony as a Japanese company. So obviously, they got much in common and, uh, you know, whatever. But anyways, uh, I do recall way back when it wasn't that long ago, what, six, seven years ago, uh, he was on the Xbox stage showing Metal Gear Solid 5, was he not? Yeah. He was up there doing the demonstration of, of Metal Gear Solid 5. And that was with Xbox because he had the marketing with them. So He's no stranger to them. I'm sure Phil and him have had uh, many conversations, but I do see them working on a collaboration. I I would be shocked. Pink 
if they actually purchase Kojima Productions. Now let's flip it around another another thought here, and I'm going to bring this around to obviously the word is out in Japan that Phil is on a rampage of acquiring and buying not only a, um, a product and whatever and games and IPs, but also studios. Now, if we go back to a conversation that we had on this very show about a month ago and our dear friend, the creator of the modern Ninja Gaiden series, Tomonobu Itagaki-san, he said himself, and I'm going to paraphrase, of course, but he did say, he said, Xbox is very is a is, is purchasing very aggressively right now and he would be honored to work with them yep he sure did okay so when tomonobu itagaki-san says that that means that if he knows that you know that kojima knows that you know that konami knows that you know that sega knows that and capcom and well maybe not square enix i know they seem to be them and sony seem to be getting closer and closer but the word is out that you know that X that Microsoft is dumping cash yeah. on these guys right now, right? And so that means that they're interested. Now, I don't think that Kojima doesn't come across as the kind of guy that's a slave to money. He doesn't seem that way. I think he seems very Tim Burton-ish. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's kind of like the kind of dude that, like, uh, you know, Mr. Burton, your your last movie made four hundred million. He's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, it's all right, man. It's just you know. <laughs> Like, he just seems like that kind of guy, like, doesn't really care about that kind of stuff. He just, he's worried more about his vision. The money comes later. I don't know the man, okay? Maybe behind closed doors, he's a different story. But I'm just telling you what I think and feel. I do not think an acquisition is incoming, but I do think that a AAA um, a collaboration is on its way. Yeah. I mean, y- y- you just never know with the way Microsoft is dropping big bucks for sure. Uh, you know what? L- let's get Tempest Sun. Tempest, you know, obviously, Jeff Grubb uh, really dropped a bomb. Like when, when the guy, when the, when the kid asked the Super Chat and asked that question, does it mean something? And he comes out and he actually says it means everything on his shelf is significant in one way or another. I mean, I even saw an orange controller. Which I think is going to be the next one. I know I put I, I had I had posted it on Twitter. And I had like two or three hundred people like it because they're like, oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, I did because I heard someone had put out a tweet with a, a tails cable guy and said, hey, Phil, make this happen. And I said, listen, I I saw an orange controller. Maybe that's the next one. But that lumen statue. I mean, it's if you look at it. Hey, what's even more crazy? Is there is a Nintendo Switch specifically set up to look like, hey, look at me. I'm here. I'm on the top shelf. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Game Pass on Xbox Game Pass on Nintendo. It's been rumored. I'm just saying that the Kojima thing, which we're going to get into, is going to be big. But I'm very interested to get your opinion on what Jeff Grubb had to say uh, about the potential of these things on the shelves meaning more than he was actually afraid to admit. Right. So uh, he has a reputation of being accurate. He's one of these insiders who, you know, for the most part, as far as I know, almost everything the guy says is pretty spot on and, you know, as close as he can get it. And, you know, I've listened to him in podcasts and stuff. If he doesn't, know something you know he tells you he doesn't try to make it seem like he you know knows more than he's letting on you could tell he was picking his words very carefully yeah um, mm-hmm. and this is one of those questions that you know 
when you get it, you, nine out of ten times, you just expect them to be like, "What are you kidding me? There's nothing to that," you know. But he, he's right. You know, Phil knows. Um, it's a game to them now. Not a game, but it's like a marketing tactic. I mean, we're looking, dissecting what Phil has, and it's caused all this discussion. It's caused everybody to talk about it. So it's a very, very cool little tool that he has, and uh, I don't think he's coy anymore. And that was the most blatant, hey, look at this. And, you know, as far as Kojima goes, you know, back when Death Stranding came out, never played that game, never cared to play it. Um, I think I think Kojima, if he is guided a little bit, the dude is pure fire. He, he really is. I love the Metal Gear series uh, through and through. I liked all of them, even though four was like 97 hours of cutscenes and like three hours of gameplay. Uh, I even like that, right? So I, I think if he's uh, put on a project that, like I said, is a little bit more guided and it's not just a raw check and just said, you know, make whatever tickles your fancy, um, I think he can be great. Um, and you know what I say? Why not do it with Xbox? Who cares? You know, I don't, I actually don't peg him as the kind of guy really that would care about what platform he's making a game on. Uh, he showed that he's a little bit um, defensive over his properties because, you know, he made some comments about pretty much, you know, Americans being too stupid to get his yep. game, you know? <laughs> so like, of course I didn't forget that, you know? So obviously he gets defensive of his stuff, but I just, as far as what platform he's putting stuff on, he's not picky. He's put Metal Gear Solid games. And uh, Mag just said it, he was like on stage, you know, showing off his game, you know, for Xbox, which was, was a big deal. And uh, if Xbox is, you know, willing to front the money, then why not? I, I don't think it's an acquisition, a studio acquisition. I mean, if it is, then... I don't, you know, I don't even know. Well, you know what? That, he, he, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I, I know, I know already. You like the, uh, the second uh, person to say that. I don't think it's an acquisition, but I, I'm going to spin it, and I want to, I want to, I want to bring uh, Cybernox into the conversation with this uh, because Microsoft is looking to do something that they have failed for new, uh, uh, every time they've tried, and, and that is to break into the Japanese market. Who better to lead that charge than someone like a Kojima? You know, you acquire a, a studio like Kojima Productions, and that becomes your front runner for, you know, you know hey, listen, you know, we, we're, we're, we're taking this serious. Like, obviously, both Japan and Korea are places right now that Microsoft is doing well in through the mobile aspect, because that is what sells in those regions of the world. And we know that Microsoft wants a Japanese studio. They want several of them. How, I mean, again, this is just my opinion on it. I think it would be good on uh, both points of views. If they were able to somehow acquire the Metal Gear license and then get Kojima productions as part of XGS, I mean, that would be an incredible exclusive. And it would, it would, it would be world news. Let, let's just say that. But more so, you, put, you tell the world or you tell the Japanese gaming world that, hey, Kojima Productions has joined Xbox Game Studios, their studio number 24. Oh, and yes, he is going to make a Metal Gear Solid because we have acquired the, the IP from Konami for X amount of dollars. That would be world-breaking news. What, what do you think? What are your thoughts on, on that? Oh, man. He... Uh, 
listen, I I love the marketing that they that they use Phil for now. You know, let's every time Phil has an interview, everybody's <laughs> pressing pause. People are yep. dissecting the footage, zooming in. Digital Foundry is zooming in five hundred percent. Let's see if there's something in the background. Listen, as much as I would love for something to happen. I think there's about 10% chance that Kojima would come to Xbox Game Studios. I don't think it would ever happen. Now, it, his relationship with Sony, to me, me, Cyber, it's too strong, too strong. They've had a relationship for a long time. When the Metal Gear Solid franchise started coming to the Xbox, that was still under the uh, Konami, you know? He was still under the Konami uh, umbrella. So to me... I don't maybe I don't even know where it could be, man. Maybe there is something going on, but me personally, I don't think there is. Now, when you when you mentioned to uh when you mentioned that uh you know Xbox keeps trying to you know break into the Japanese market, I think they have already found a solution for that, and that's xCloud, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So bringing in more Japanese studios and publishers and things like that. Sure. Yes, it, it will absolutely help, but xCloud is already trying to break that barrier. And I think that's the smartest, that, that is the smarter way to go. Now with Kojima, like just Phil having that statue back then, like the Xbox logo brings, brings up so many questions that is he like making a game just for Xbox maybe, but I don't think, um, I'm not sure if his games fit the Game Pass model, you know, like release. I don't even know, man. I don't know. Like what? Well, game his is horror game, Pass, game that right? was can- his horror game that was oh, canceled. PT? By- no, oh, no, no, his no, 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 his horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a horror Stadia. game. Yeah, 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 with Stadia that was supposed to be episodic. Yeah. A- a- oh, true. Okay. Yeah. So maybe there is some. You know, maybe Microsoft went in behind the scenes, scooped that up, and now they'll have exclusive rights to that. It, it could potentially be. But for for him just to join Xbox Game Studios, I think this, that's a very, very low chance. Hey. Would it be news? Would it be like world, like in every major outlet? Absolutely. We would be talking about this thing. Can you imagine if you switch to Xbox Game Studios? Man, it'd be one hey. for the ages. But I I see a very low probability of that. Real real quick. Nobody said it yet. Maybe somebody would say it, but biggest thing I can say is money talks, man. And if you want to come out and create a statement, a pure bona fide statement to Japan, to everybody in America, Europe, wherever, I don't care is you do get him on for a game. Um, uh, Kojima, because his name means something, whether you yes, like right. his still games does. or yes. not. Still does. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, and if it's an exclusive game to the Xbox platform, I can't... I mean, look at Death Stranding. I know a lot of people that absolutely couldn't stand that game. It, it was uh, a lot of people... or uh, The reviews were all over the place, right. but uh, Famitsu gave it... was one of the only few like 10 out of 10 games, uh, you know, or 40 out of 40 with their metric uh, that they ever gave it. Um, and... Uh, you know, so that his name still means a lot over there. It really sure. does. And so I just think that would be a huge statement to do that. Yeah. And nobody yeah. would expect Xbox to do it. So they, they could just trust me. Money speaks more than anything. If he gets a fat yeah. enough check, I don't think he's going to say no. 
Yeah, who knows, man? I just think that his games, for as much as you love or hate them, it takes a very long time. I mean, that's trending. How long did that trending take? It it was sooner than a lot of people expected, I think. But it, yeah. it did take a few years. But his games take a long time, and they cost a lot to make. I, I you know, so yeah. Victor Alistine actually said in the chat that he tends to go over budget, but I mean, yeah. this is this is Microsoft we're talking about. Oh, for sure, yeah. But everybody's got you know their budget and, and things like that. But Microsoft too, they have the Xbox division. So I, I don't know, man. I I. I I think what you said, Broom, may carry some weight, which is the Stadia, you know, whatever happened to Stadia, that horror game that Kojima probably had to deal with Stadia, Xbox scooping that up. I can see that happening for sure. I mean, listen, again, it, we, we there's all speculation at this point, but I'm just saying that that Lumen statue just means something. Everborn, before I get to your opinion on this, let me catch up with some of these outstanding Super Chats. There's been quite a few of them. Uh, Dan the Man Cunningham, generous friend of the show, he says this after dropping another $5 Super Chat. Bloom, a Bloober team is rumored to be doing a Silent Hill. That is absolutely correct. Don't be surprised to hear if Kojima is somehow overseeing the project. If true, that would be insane. That would definitely be insane. Um, okay, we got to see. I got to catch up over here. Hold on. We have quite a few of them that came in. Okay, let me see. Sorry about this, folks. This chat is unbelievable. Uh, Psychonauts 8. Drops a very generous fight. I'll super chat and says, what's, every, what's up, everybody, in the panel and in the chat? Metal Gear on Series X would be epic. Great show, boom, and everyone hit that like button. Thank you so much. And, yes, dude, a new Metal Gear exclusive would be straight-up bananas. Um, Master Clowns, my God, dude, thank you for your generosity. He drops another $20 Super Chat actually doesn't even say anything, just leaves the money. Thanks so much for the Super Chat. Thank you for the generosity, dude. It's greatly appreciated. Um, Michael Kulik, another generous friend of the show. He says, Itagaki Games would probably be a better acquisition uh, fit, but Kojima Productions would definitely leave a much larger ripple effect in the industry. Indeed, I think that if you it dep either one you go with, I think you're going to make world news. And I think Microsoft is looking to really leave a footprint in in markets that they have notoriously failed in the past. And Japan and Korea, though, are two markets that they really want to. It, I mean, listen, I don't think they're going to overtake a, a Nintendo or a Sony, but they want to be at least well represented. And I think that they're doing that with Project X Cloud. Michael Cullick drops, wow, dude, another super chat of $5. He says, hell, getting both would be nuts. You know something, dude? I'm greedy. I say, dude, get both of them. I agree with you 100%. Um, we have another super chat from Jonathan Lopez. Uh, hey, Br Jonathan, thanks for being here. He drops an outstanding and very generous $2 super chat. says, everyone has a price. That used to be something. Who used to say that? The Million Dollar Man in the, the old WWF days used to say that, if you remember. I'm old, folks. So, you know, I mean, you know, you got to bear with me. Michael Cullick drops an additional and very generous final super chat says, personally, a personal JP wishes Microsoft gets white owls, which is incredible. Uh, buys the D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die IP from Access Games, which would allow um, Swervy 65 to bring us season two. That would be actually pretty interesting. I don't know if it has a big following. That's definitely a cult following for sure. Uh, Jonathan Lopez drops another 
$5 super chat. And thank you for this. I appreciate it. He says this 480 people watching and only 170 likes. Uh, guys, hit the like button for the best podcast on YouTube. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Definitely appreciate that. And yeah, folks, listen, here's the thing. Um, I don't, I'm not going to go on a rant. If you want to hit the like button, I would, I would truly and gladly appreciate it. I would love to see us hit 400 likes before the end of the show. I mean, everyone here works really hard and we love doing this each and every week. And the, I mean, again, no one's saying you have to even leave a super chat. If you can't leave a super chat, Hey, listen, you know, you're still welcome here. Um, but if you are here and enjoying it, please, for the love of Jehovah, Hit the like button. I definitely appreciate that. But uh, Everborn Saga, let's let's get your opinion on this. Look, this is this is a double sided coin that is uh, has really. I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I I read a lot of articles, folks, because you know I prepare for these shows, four shows, as a matter of fact. So I have to do a lot of reading, and everyone that is anyone has been talking about what's on Phil's shelf, and more importantly, what this Luden's. Um, Lumens, I should say, statue next to the Xbox uh, logo means is Kojima joining? Are they doing an exclusive AAA game? Is he going? Is Kojima Productions now first party? I don't know the question. I mean, the answer to this question, but let's hear your opinion on it, Everborn. Well, first of all, I would just like to say I hate you, Phil Spencer and Jeff Grubb, for turning every Phil Spencer <laughs> interview now into Where's Waldo? <laughs> yes. Not, not- I, I I hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, other than that, so the thing with Kojima, like, yeah, he's great, but I don't know if Microsoft wants to buy uh, or acquire, whatever the word we want to use, uh, uh, Kojima Productions, because I feel like that studio is too closely tied to one individual. And if he just decides he doesn't like the way things work there, he'll leave. He didn't have the best of... Uh, he had like a bad breakup with Konami in the first place, right? And that studio would effectively be worthless marketing-wise anyway if he was no longer a part of it, right? So I don't know how much sense that it it would it would make for for uh, Microsoft to acquire Kojima Productions. That said, um, I, I agree with Mag and everyone else that partnering on one or two projects where you know maybe microsoft funds it and then it can be exclusive to the xbox ecosystem i think that makes a lot more sense and that would be very interesting but the flip side of that coin is maybe it is a good fit maybe because um microsoft needs new interesting things that are noteworthy in the Game Pass subscription, they want someone like a Kojima there and they tell him, listen, we know you're a little weird, do what you want because we're gonna, Game Pass is gonna generate enough press from it and enough subscriptions that you can just make the weirdest things that you wanted and don't worry about how uh, uh, sort of financially viable it is on its own because it will serve as a piece to the greater whole that is the Game Pass catalog. Right. So so I do think there are benefits for some kind of partnership, but I do also see why a lot of people say, listen, you know, you don't want to let Kojima go completely like wild with no interruptions. Everybody thinks that, right? Everybody thinks, oh, just let 
a lot of people don't realize that when you see something great that comes to fruition, it is a collaboration between the producers and the sort of, and the artists, right? It's not all the artists that, it, 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 it should be an adversarial relationship and it shouldn't all be paint by numbers, but I, I, I don't think, I think it's very risky to um, just let anyone, whoever it is, just go wild and do whatever they want in the creation process, right? So I don't know if you want to let Kojima run wild with his imagination and make whatever he wants because um, you, we may not all like the 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 end product, if that makes any sense. No, I mean it, it does. It, it, it does. But you know something. Here's the thing. You know, if you if you put, okay again, you don't want to let him go crazy because if you let him go crazy, you get Death Stranding, right? And a lot of people didn't like that game. Uh, I, I like I said, I, I put I put over sixty hours into the game because I really fell in love with. I, again, I know it sounds crazy. There, there was something peaceful to the emptiness of it all. And then when there was action, there was action. But what was intriguing and what was suspiciously uh, interesting is every time you turned it on, there were different things in the world that other people left for you. And I thought that was really crazy that this was a single player game that somehow celebrated people, strangers leaving and doing things in your game, in your world. I thought it was just very unique, but okay. We don't want another death stranding as an exclusive on the Xbox. I hear everyone, but what about uh, what Paris Lily had to say? And, and, and you go out and you say, okay, we can get Kojima for a game or they buy the studio outright. And then we turn around and he doesn't make any more crazy games because he's going to be making Metal Gear because Microsoft went to Konami, who's looking to shop these IPs and say, listen, here is three bags of money. You wanted two, we're going to give you three. And then somehow or another, they get Kojima to make a Metal Gear game. You see, that is probably what would get Kojima to sign. If they told him, hey, listen, we, we have this IP. We haven't announced it to anyone, and we want you to make us an exclusive Metal Gear. He immediately hands over the keys to the kingdom. What, what are your you thoughts on so? that? You, you I think do. he still wants to? I absolutely to do. I, I think he would do it to give the big F you to Konami. That's why he would do May, it. Maybe under that scenario, I just think that, like, he strikes me as the 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 sort of uh, artsy fartsy type that's like I you know I, I'm on the new things I want to create something new as opposed to you know a a sixth or seventh sequel. Of, oh, I don't of, think I think Metal that's Gear. his baby, dude. I think that is his baby, and I think that they pushed him out, and I think that is why. I mean, I th I listen. He may not have said this publicly. He may not have ever told anyone this. He was crushed that he couldn't do a Metal Gear anymore. And well, what, why that reason is, I have no idea. What happened? What, wh where the love uh, was lost with, with Konami? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a fly on the wall. Um, but I, all I can tell you is that it, it would be interesting to see what a Kojima-led uh, um, Metal Gear Solid exclusive using the power of the Xbox Series X would look like in 
2024, 2025, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I just think that there would be something there worthy. Uh, but I want to take this in a different direction. This is actually it's meant to be comical, but it's actually not. Clowns, I want to bring you into the conversation because if we know anything about uh, Kojima, his best friend, his I mean, his his number one fan is who? Jeff Keighley. Uh, and wouldn't it be pretty interesting if somehow Kojima Productions did, in fact, sign on with Xbox? Wouldn't that mean that somehow or another Jeff Keighley would become an Xbox fan? I think so. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm not sure about that, Boom, uh, to be honest with you, because here's what I think would happen, right? So let's say that they sign on he signs on with xbox and jeff Keeley does his you know next game awards show he might say something like oh that is so awesome uh my best buddy in the whole wide world that you got money from uh microsoft i miss the playstations though kojima playstation days you know i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if jeff says something like that but i in all honesty though i do think that you know if microsoft offers kojima money he's gonna take the money he's gonna yeah. go where the mm -hmm. money is because that's what somebody in that business does and he's a creator he wants to keep creating even if it's strange weird stuff that he's gonna keep creating and um He's just going to do that uh, no matter what. He's going to he's gonna go with that Microsoft money. And if they tell him, hey, we're giving you this money to make your game exclusive to Game Pass or to, to the Xbox ecosystem, he'll say, okay, no problem with that. You know, And if it is that, uh, that game that Stadia dropped, I mean, uh, more kudos to him for making a business deal out of something that was already started up. But yeah. even if it's an even if it's a new IP or a, a Metal Gear Solid, I think that for Kojima fans out there, that's a huge get from Microsoft because I honestly think, and I I know that lately I've been the topic on Twitter of some uh, uh, adverse opinions, but I will say this: if they got Kojima locked into the Xbox ecosystem as some sort of exclusive, uh, even if it's a timed exclusive, whatever the deal could possibly be. I think that that could flip some people to go into the Xbox ecosystem. Some people yeah. that swore they would never go there. I mean, a lot of diehard loyalist Kojima fans are, you know, on PlayStation. And if they see some of his work going to Xbox, they're not going to, you know, diss their idol that they swore allegiance to for so many years. They're going to go, okay, you know, I'm, I may have uh, issues uh, with Xbox, but Kojima's there? my my savior maybe i'll go over there so i mean that's the way i think and you know phil and xbox they make the the best business deals that they can at the time with whatever's allowed to them by satya and, and the board so i think that business wise it's a smart move to make a deal with kojima even though i'm not a kojima fan i'm gonna go here and say it it's a smart business move well, it's a smart business move because, again, I think you're really on to something here. Uh, you know, obviously, Microsoft is – this is a much different Microsoft, what we're seeing in front of us, right? They, they understand where they faltered in 2013. 
right? Uh, there were leadership uh, positions that were doing things that were hurting the the, 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 the brand, the platform, the business. All of those uh, people that were making trouble are gone. Phil's now running the show. He wants to do things uh, that were ne- that 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 they have never done before, and if they've done them, they were they weren't done in a, in a good in a good way. He wants to make changes. He wants Xbox to be relevant, not just here in North America, not in Mexico, only not in the UK or in the EU. He wants Xbox to be relevant everywhere. And like I said, the two particular regions that they're looking to break in in a big way are the Asian markets that are currently dominated. And I mean, absolutely ridiculously dominated by the mobile market. You're not going to sell an Xbox to 25 million people in Japan. You're just not. But you can still sell an Xbox. But I'll tell you what you are going to sell in Japan. You're going to sell a digital service that's $15 a month. And, and in that service, you have the ability to have over 200 games. Okay, And in that 200 games, a lot of those games could be region-based. And if you have um, a Ninja Gaiden um, uh, type of game that's an exclusive, it's going to move subscriptions. If you have, uh, um, um, uh, I was going to say Konami, a Kojima-led title, whether that's a new horror game, whether that's a new Metal Gear Solid game, you're going to move subscriptions because of the name, just investing in the name. Now, again, I hear a lot of people in the chat saying, yeah, I don't see them buying uh, Kojima Productions. Really? Because they really shocked the shit out of everyone when they dropped that $7.5 billion on Bethesda. So they are now acquiring more studios, and we know that they want a big splash in the Japanese market. Phil has said it numerous times in numerous interviews that they are looking for Japanese developers to join XGS. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen. Boom. Can I just add one point to that? Well, yeah. Clowns, finish your point and we'll come back right back to you, everyone. Okay. So, one thing I want to add to that as well uh, that I forgot to say previously is that by getting Kojima in to the Xbox ecosystem, uh, a lot of, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of Japanese developers that look up to Kojima because he's considered very successful and an artist for what he does. So, I would have no doubt that people that are growing up influenced by Kojima that are now doing video games and producing video games in Japan. If they see Kojima Kojima into the Xbox ecosystem, they're going to want to come over here too. It's going to open up the door for more Japanese studios to come in and more talks with Microsoft as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, what would you like to add to the conversation? No, I just think with acquisitions right now, Unless they're going to get someone for cheap, and I don't think you get Kojima Productions for cheap, I really think that they're looking at publishers now. And and the reason there is... Please buy Capcom. They, listen, you, you don't get me started, right? Cap, Capcom. Please buy Capcom. But, no, no, no. But, 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 but the thing is, the reason I say this is that when you acquire a publisher they're already a well-oiled machine. They can continue to operate with really like no downtime. When you buy a just a individual studio and roll them into Xbox Studios, that it you got to staff up offices, you got to get more people, you have to in you have to uh, 
you know, integrate them into Xbox Game Studios. And I'm quoting Jez Corden here, I think. Um, how many studios can one man, Matt Booty, run, right? How, how, how many can he manage? So, but when you when you buy a publisher and you say, okay, Matt Booty, you take care of the 15 studios that are in Xbox Game Studios. Okay, Todd Howard, you deal yeah, with yeah, ZeniMax. And, and then you buy a Sega or a Capcom, they're already managing themselves. So I think, and that's how you grow exponentially and you have the systems that will be in place to get them up and running and churning out games right away. I, I think that's the mindset that they're looking at now. It's, this, is, this is big money talk now. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. And again, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. I mean, listen, when you have the head of Microsoft in Satya Nadala coming out and telling telling the interviewer, oh, it, it's much easy, much easier for us to simply just buy studios than make one from scratch, and that we are always looking for new studios to add to our collection of of, of talent. What does that tell you? That tells you that whatever Phil Spencer said during that secret meeting with Satya to basically sa save uh, Xbox, uh, you know, from uh, from potentially not even making games anymore, um, it was something special. And and I think that Phil has delivered on his promise. And and I actually cannot wait to see. What, again, I, I think we're all waiting with uh, bitter breath for March fifth, which is supposedly when the ink is going to finally hit the paper and Bethesda is going to be owned. Now, whether or not that's going to be held up, and as a matter of fact, Zemi Games is actually writing a topic for tomorrow's show where there's a current lawsuit uh, with Bethesda that they're dealing with regarding DLC uh, that could potentially hold up the acquisition. And uh, he, I didn't even see that. He actually dropped that in the DMs uh, for tomorrow's new episode of Xbox One on One. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about all of the new Halo news. I got a ton of new stuff that was confirmed by 343 Industries, as well as some great Killer Instinct news that proves that everyone, including myself, wants a sequel. Uh, tune in tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for that. But let me catch up with some of these super chats, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll. I think we can add one more topic. We still have about fifteen minutes to go. Uh, Stamp sixteen forty six drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "I believe an exclusive with Kojima might be in the cards with Microsoft, not and uh, not, but but not acquiring him and his studio. Microsoft needs something different." Kojima can bring that. Indeed, he certainly can. Uh, Michael Culloch. Hey, Mike, thanks so much for the generosity. He drops. Wow. Another uh, $2 Zuba chat says Kojima is about the new hotness now. And that's true. He definitely has proven that he 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 uh, he wants to uh, to do new things. And, you know, maybe Microsoft is willing to give him a chance to do something new with the power of the new consoles. I, I don't know. I, I like the idea. But folks, listen. Being that we've we've went crazy, right? We had a, a Sony topic, we had a, an a, both an incredible Sony topic, and of course an incredible Microsoft with a lot of speculation. Of course, I kind of want to I want to kind of just talk about this. You know, um, I was originally going to open the show with this, but of course, you know, the the news with gaming guru kind of kind of hit me hard, and it and, and I don't even I didn't even know him personally. I just felt really bad for a lot of the people that I know personally that knew him. So my heart is definitely broken for them. Uh, that I got a, ch a chance to talk with some people today. But, you know, 
Last week, we had confirmation from uh, the Los Angeles Board of Entertainment that the physical E3 2021 was officially canceled. Now, obviously, folks, this this isn't a really big surprise. Um, and, and, And I'm starting to wonder whether or not we are ever going to get an actual E3 again. Now, it's easy for a lot of people in this chat to say, so what, E3? I can watch it on YouTube. Though I can tell you this, folks, with full authority, that it is an event that me personally, I hope that everyone can can experience at least once in their life. Uh, it's not the big show. It's not the lights and the previews to all of the new games, folks. It is the people. And in 2019, I got a chance to meet so many people from this community that I've only talked to on podcasts. And here's here's something that is gives me goosebumps saying and is even surreal this years later. Uh, someone recognized me from my voice. And then they saw the t-shirt. Of course, I was, of course, pimping my own brand. And they said, Mr. Boomstick, can I get a picture with you, folks? Listen, I'm a humble dude. And I, I, I take uh, the, the super chats and, and, the, and the views and the comments to heart. I, I really do because I had no idea where this was going to go. And getting a chance to rub elbows with people that listen to the show was the freaking coolest thing that has ever happened to me. But more so than that, and I and I talk about this, uh, a total stranger. You know this gentleman. You've heard me to mention his name uh, numerous times. Gotham guy made me his plus one to get into Xbox Fan Fest. I mean, my God! If again, if you only experience E3, you've you've won. But when you experience Xbox Fan Fest, now that is the Mecca, and they make you feel like a superstar. But the question that I have for the chat, and of course, the esteemed panel, and I'll start with Tempest Sun on this. Tempest, will the world ever get back to E3 live, and do you want to see that happen? Dude, I would love to see it happen. E3 was, uh, it was our Super Bowl, our Christmas morning, whatever the frick you want to call it. It, it is what it was. Uh, I miss it, man. I really, really do. And uh, in comparison to what we got last year, now I understand it was one of those things where it was the first time they dealt with it, right? Without an E3. But right. um, I, I did not prefer what we got in- instead of what E3 traditionally is. Um, I looked forward to it like a week in advance, man. It was like a big, it was just a big event, you know? And um, a lot of things are, 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 are different now that COVID you know, is here. And I don't know when it's going away. Uh, It's probably going to stick around for a while, unfortunately. And um, I don't know, a lot of stuff isn't going to be the same. And I think this is one of them. Um, They clearly can't get it together. Uh, They had a a information leak, Uh, all kinds of stuff happened, man. And, um, you know, the alternative is Jeff Keighley, and I respect the dude. I respect his hustle, <laughs> but his um, content isn't my favorite. I generally always have a problem with it personally, and um, I don't enjoy it as much as a lot of other people. So if that's the alternative, I'm kind of sad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to get it for a long time. If ever now, these companies are going to realize they can do without it. They charged way too much, E3. You know, as much as I love the event, um, a lot of ways it was kind of 
not pointless, but for how much money they were charging, I mean, yeah, it was one thing for Microsoft to, to do it, but for any other company to, to make that endeavor was a huge undertaking just financially. So uh, it just, companies are going to realize they don't need it. They really, they, they don't. And uh, I think we're all going to miss it. And if uh, you didn't enjoy E3 and you're a video game guy or girl, you know, I was kind of like everybody loved E3 time, you know. Uh, so I'll miss it, dude. I don't think we're getting it back for a while, if ever. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting for sure. I mean, uh, the ESA didn't do themselves any favors by well, you talking about that leak with all the journalists information. Uh, that was devastating. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, they, they, they seem to kind of uh, constantly step in on it. I, I am going to say this. <clears throat> I know there are a lot of people in the chat that uh, have a distaste for Keeley. Uh, mm-hmm. And and you know something, I I can't even argue that because I I've actually uh, I've publicly went at him for some of his his antics, and we've mm-hmm. had conversations on Twitter where he's went we we went back and forth, respectively, of course. Yeah. But I I will say this, regardless of what your feeling is, he is a necessary evil and someone that loves this industry. And I and I, I'm going to say this right now. We know that his E3 is coming back and if they can pull off what they did during the game awards, I'm all in because I thought the game awards was done masterfully. And if you don't agree with me, hey, I hear you. I'm not going to argue with you. We can have different opinions, but I think what they did was incredible and I think that if they can do that again with E3 uh, E3, even though it's going to be all digital, is still going to be a fun time. I'm going to be interested interested to see exactly what the ESA does and how they come back in a big way. Um, let's get our mag uh, 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 in on the conversation yes, for, for for you personally. Uh, E3, obviously, it's it's the mecca for all of us sweaties, right? And if you don't know what that means, that means like an ultra nerd, right? That's what a sweaty means, and and I'm one of them for sure. Uh, it is our Christmas. It is our Super Bowl. Um, yes. Digital is, I mean, listen, I've already told everyone the the, the two weeks that E3 is is uh, going to be, um, you know, going on. I'm going to be doing a live stream every day. Uh, I might even be doing seven days a week. I'm going to work myself to the bone because a I want to provide great content to the community, and B, I'm uh, you know a sweaty. I, I cannot wait to talk about all of this. Do you personally want to see E3 go away, or do you want to see it come back once COVID is somewhat handled? What I think is going to happen, first of all, I mean, you know, for, for me personally, yeah, boom, I'm just the same as you. We're basically the same age, and you know, we've been watching it forever, and uh, it is our Super Bowl, just like uh, Tampas was saying. And it was, uh, and actually, I believe uh, in, in a private conversation we were having as a group, uh, Everborn was saying it was a bucket list thing, right? And uh, for me, my wife and I have been talking about going to E3 for years, and we were eyeballing this year, funny enough, and uh, this was this was going to be the year. Our first uh, bucket list was going to be to go with the whole family to Disney World, of course, which we did, and the next one was E3, and then, well, then this happened, right? Mm-hmm. So, hey. You know what? It is what it is, man. But you know what? I don't think it's going to come back as E3. And um, just as uh, just as you guys have already mentioned, is that what I think is going to happen is it's going to be individual shows. Like, remember, uh, you know how Xbox does their showcase and uh, they did that one in Mexico City. Yes. And weren't they supposed to do another one in England? Did they end up doing the one in England? I can't even remember. Yeah, they or- did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they did the one in England. Okay. I wasn't 100% sure if they had got the fan fest. I wasn't sure if they got it off the ground because I don't remember if it was before or after COVID. But anyways, obviously it was before. 
I think Point it was before. Is, yeah. Yeah. So I think they're going to continue to do it, but I don't think they're going to do it as a conglomerate of all these different publishers, studios, and of course, uh, corporations. I think it's all going to be solo acts. And I think it'll stick with the, th- with the big three. And it'll be obviously Sony will do their own show, Microsoft will do their show. And I think it will be uh, in the future, it will be in person. They're going to do Microsoft owns a studio for crying out loud. Uh, uh, sorry, a, a, a theater right across yeah, the street do. from where they do it. Yep. So you know they're going to do it there. Sony will do it wherever they want to do it. And Nintendo will do their own thing. And I will, I do believe they'll do it in person. Where I think the third-party developers and everybody else, your Activisions, your Ubisoft, your this, your that, assuming that Microsoft doesn't buy them all, okay, they're going to all uh, uh, v, uh, throw money at these companies to do their third-party marketing in their shows. So you're not going to have like all these different companies having their little mini events and stuff like that. I think that's, and then of course the big three, right? I think that these third-party games are just all going to be thrown into, which they're kind of already were doing at E3, but I think it's going to be even more involved in the future so that, you know, whatever marketing team, uh, sorry, whatever Xbox marketing has, they'll all, all those third parties will be shown in their showcase. Sony, same thing, Nintendo, same thing, whatever. And I think it's just going to be like that. But it will be back in person, I think, for the next year. We got to see how the vaccine situation works out. Once yeah. herd immunity uh, becomes a thing in the United States, mind you, not 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 in some of the other countries, we'll see how it goes because some of them, we don't have the same population as you guys. Like, look at Canada. We got 33 million people. Okay, you guys got 333 million people, right? It's going to take a hell of a lot longer to vaccinate all you guys down there. Or not all of you. I mean, whoever wants it anyways. But the point is, uh, that's where E3 is. It's in your country. So in order for it to be in your country, there's going to have to be at least 60% herd immunity before you can have these large gatherings again. So it's it might take two years. But I think that maybe by 2022, 2023, yeah. it'll be mm-hmm. back. But like I said, it'll be individual shows, not E3. I think E3 after this point, uh, after this year, is basically done. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, again, it it makes sense. I mean, obviously, th- the numbers prove that they have been dropping. Uh, and we're talking about the ESA led uh, E3. Um, I, I don't know if uh, Jeff would ever do anything physical. You know, once once you know, w- you know, once the uh, we're all vaccinated, maybe he will. M- maybe you know, he he takes over for the ESA. I, I think the ESA has made a lot of mistakes over the years, and they continue to kind of do boob moves. I don't know who's running the show over there, but obviously Jeff is not a part of it. Uh, they've had a lot of big big people, you know, big companies pull out like Sony, like. Like Activision, EA does their own thing. Microsoft is still there. They have a small spot, but they do have their own theater, uh, which uh, I got a chance to go visit uh, during E3 2019. As a matter of fact, E3 2020, I had we we had a man, we had a place in downtown LA, ten minutes from E3. It was awesome. I mean, it was it was it was cool. We called it the compound, and we of course had to cancel it because of everything. I was going with the Iron Lords. As a matter of fact, my roommate was going to be Enrique from the Basement Radio Arcade podcast. I was going to get a chance to meet him in person. I was going to get a chance to meet um, a, a gentleman. You, I think you might know this guy. Gaming Forte was going also. It was going to be epic. And fortunately, the world took a shit. So here we are. Uh, I, I hope that we get back at it for nothing more than 
being able to meet people in person. Like I said, the, the, the fanfare is great. You know, the rooftop parties are great. The one incident that King tells different than I tell it. Uh, he tells everyone that I stole his 2020 Mac uh, Camaro. I simply just drove it around the block because the police asked me to move. And he said I should have just tinned them because I'm, you know, obviously ex-law enforcement. And I just drove it. And it, all he saw was the tires spinning and me driving down the block. <laughs> Uh, we got to get King on. He has, matter of fact, King's going to be on Friday morning for Breakfast at Boom, and he probably will tell that story about how I stole his 2020 Camaro and didn't just move the car. Um, but uh, let's get um, let's get Everborn Sagan on the conversation. Everborn, listen, you know, you are someone I think is going to have a, a much different opinion because, you, you know, you have the Everborn Saga uh, work that you're doing, and a big show like E3 could be potentially huge for uh your work as well as e3 being huge for a lot of these smaller companies that go there with hopes of being able to jockey people's uh you know eyeballs onto their new game um i think e3 is relevant um i, I and again i i can't say that the esa isn't going to make a mistake but i think what jeff is going to do this year like i said if it's anything like the game awards we're going to be very happy gamers. That's just my personal opinion on it. What What are your thoughts on E3? Uh, do you want to see the physical aspect ever come back? Um, I personally like need it to come back for for, for my business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and and I'm gonna equate this to also like New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all it's all of of the same sort of elk as as far as as far as I'm concerned, but let me, but I'm going to get to that part of it, but I just want to be a fan for a second and say, it kind of makes me sad, right? Like, and again, a lot of this is, is the ESA's own making, right? They, they were charging a lot of money. Um, and, you know, if you look at the, the, the sort of news cycle, being able to control that, as a big publisher like Sony or Nintendo or Microsoft is it almost behooves you to have your own show. Like, you know, Apple has WWDC every year and yes. Google has IO and Microsoft has, um, they have a ton of shows every year, just like for the technology side of things. Build is, is Microsoft's big developer conference, right? And why not have one of those things, you know, just for whether it's Fan Fest, whether whatever it is, and have that be geared to and where Xbox, you know, and soon Bethesda are, are, are all the focus, right? You don't have to worry about who won the show when the show is just all yours, right? Now, and, and I get that, like, you know, it was a the summer of games was it, it kind of sucked that you know we had to wait and it was spread out over three months and then every every news drop was like th this little trickle of nothingness but but that said the sony and microsoft shows were both great so uh as a fan i've always wanted to go to e3 it has been as I said, on my bucket list, and, and that makes me sad, and it is the end sort of of an era, right? Everything's changing. It just reminds me of my own mortality. So that's the, 
that is the the sad part of it. But 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 and another reason, just like like uh, business wise, why I don't want to see it go. You see, I make comic books, right? And I'm working on a video game, and when I go to Comic Con, I don't go there. I do go as a fan just to see things, but I go there to network, right? I go there to meet yeah. other creators. I go there to meet potential publishers. I, I, and, and that aspect of it, how does that happen? Because, you know, Jeff Keighley can do a show and that's great for, for us fans, but I don't know Jeff Keighley and a lot of people don't. So how do you get into that show? Whereas um, previously, a regular indie developer could get into a show. They could get a side booth and just see the people that walk past them. And there again, there are there are sort of execs in disguise that walk through these conventions all the time, looking for the next thing they can pick up, working out deals. Those shows are about the backroom deals that you can make because everyone is there at the same time. And that's just the nature of conventions as a whole. So I say that to say you need that uh, in-person press the flesh experience. And when that can happen, hopefully 2022, yeah. right? I, I, I was supposed to, I had booths lined up last year throughout the year to bring Everborn to the world. Because you, you, you have to, especially when you're an uh, uh, indie creator, you kind of have to kiss the babies and press the flesh, right? You have to meet people. You got to get fans. You got to meet them and make fans one at a time until you build an army of support. And the way to do that is in person at these shows. So I just think of all the independent creators like myself that won't, you know what I mean? That won't get to be in that uh, position. They're going to have to find another way to get in front of the right people. And that is sort of the the drawback of an all digital show. Um, now, as far as E3 ever coming back, I don't know that it does, right? Because of what I was saying earlier, right? Why Why wouldn't? If, if I'm Microsoft and I'm and I'm watching how Sony's doing with their state of plays. Not that the latest one was great, but it wasn't bad as some people try to make it out to be. And I'm looking at the the attention that goes on to these Nintendo Directs. Why why am I going to E3? I could just make my own Xbox event. I'll get as many eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if and 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 listen, the 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 wider market will come to understand very quickly that there are three major shows a year that I want to look at. It's the Nintendo show, although Nintendo spaces their stuff out. But again, Nintendo show, Sony show, Microsoft show. If one, if this one each month, the same way, uh, or a lot of the times they'll do it in the same week. When you see um, the Apple developer conference and the Microsoft one and Google, so it, they could do it around the same time. But why, why pay the ESA, right? And unless they're go the ESA is going to drastically change their business model, I don't see how they come back. But that that's that's my thoughts on that. I I need I need some physical shows because th that's how you kind of get in. But but I don't know if uh if 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 that for me and Everborn will be E3, and that makes me sad as just 
someone who grew up and that was like my Super Bowl. Uh, but it also makes me sad as someone who is trying to build something. And, yeah, and no, I absolutely I mean, um, events to do that. Well, uh, certainly the the big ones, like as you mentioned, Comic Con, obviously would be big for your business. I I think because Everborn is going to be a video game, uh, it would be big as well. And uh, again, for me personally, selfishly, I I want uh, to see it return because I really want the camaraderie that I got. I was able to get with uh, my one time that I went. Again, if it doesn't ever happen again, which is going to be sad, uh, I can at least say that I went to at least an E three. But I would like to get back there. Uh, let me hey, wait, uh, wait. Shout, shout out to Fonzarelli. Yes, I was going to just say that Jay Fonzarelli. Uh, Jay, first of all, Fonzarelli, welcome to the program, brother. We got to get you on here. Uh, I know that we, we we've had we've almost had you on, but you had to back out for work reasons. Obviously, work is more important than a silly podcast. But dude, we definitely got to get get you on this program. Love what you do on RDX each and every week with Dealer and those crazy clowns over there. Uh, let me catch up with some of the super chats, and then we'll get the uh, Cyber Knox's opinion. Uh, One hundred eight dragons tv good friend of the show he drops an outstanding two dollar super chat and says what's good panel always a great show well thanks dude i appreciate that uh jd gamer a generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and says i think e3 is reimagined reintroduced and reborn i believe it's needed for medium to smaller devs to rub elbows with large publishers and they also pay indeed uh and uh the other super chat came in wow another uh, a jd gamer super chat for ten dollars he says i want um i don't want jeff to be in control of a new e3 so he can make it just about the elites and limit access that's a great point i want a reimagined e3 that's partnered with devs and publishers to facilitate and promote their games. That's a great point. I mean, I, I think that one man should not ha- hold all the power. And uh, we see, we, we saw what happened in this country when one does. So and we definitely don't want to see it happen in gaming. Uh, Cybernox, let's get your opinion on E3. Do you mm-hmm. want to see E3 return uh, where, you know, gamers can once again get there and hang out with one another, play new games and, uh, and uh, and and the likes. Uh, do you think that a physical E three is important? Absolutely. Uh, I you know I was planning on going to E three last year as well. Uh, I was planning on going to twenty twenty. I knew they were going to announce new hardware. I, me and the family, we were ready to go. You know, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, I think it's imperative for us as a community, as a gaming community, to have E3, a physical E3. It's a it's a week where we celebrate gaming in general, right? Right. Even for even for that small fraction of a time when we're there, we're there, we're hanging out, we're meeting new people, we're you know celebrating the gaming industry, we're celebrating our nerdiness. You know, we go all out and. It's like our Disneyland, all right? Yes, Let us have our Disneyland back. Come on, people. Um, yeah, man. It, it's, it's just unfortunate under these circumstances that we we don't know what the future holds, right? And kind of was something what Tempest alluded to earlier. The cost of E3 is it, just outrageous, you know, for yeah. some of these uh, developers and publishers to go there. So hopefully we can find a happy medium um where we will get a physical e3 back uh it was also on my bucket list kind of just like everborn and also the mag 
but it, I think, man, we we need we need an E3 as a gaming community. We need it. We need just to go there, celebrate this, you know, hobby that all of us love, and just for a little bit, just just enjoy, you know, being a gamer amongst other gamers. You know, it, it's something that I think a lot of us um, tend to miss in our day to day lives. Like I, I'm pr- pretty much like the hardcore out of all my friends. So when we talk about everyday, you know, lives and things like that, but once in a while, I just want to be talking about gaming, you know, and celebrate that and just, you know, go all out with it. And I think E3 is important for us in that way. And also, you know, we get to have an experience that, um, you know, that will, probably just be just so real you know you go there you have an experience of a lifetime so i think so man i think we need an e3 hopefully they have a somewhat of a solution uh, of it going digitally but um it just becomes a little blah to me right it becomes a little bland when they're doing things at a different time maybe they can do something digitally where they coordinate amongst all the big three and all other developers and publishers where they'll still take E3's week and release everything that week. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. No, actually, Jay Fonzarelli in the chat says, yes, it's a celebration of games. Yeah, and I agree. But I think more so than even that, it's a celebration of the gaming community. And yeah. uh, like I said, I, I, the, 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 the memories that I'm going to carry with me until I'm no longer a part of this earth are going to remain with me, and and I got a chance to 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 live with the Iron Lords, uh, my brothers, for over a week, and it was it was incredible. It was an experience that, again, I, I'm just going to carry with me. And I got a chance to meet so many people from this community, so many podcasters. I really wanted to come back so I could uh, get back there to do exactly that. But clowns, let's uh, oh, clowns had to step away, uh, but um. Um, we'll get it. We'll get his opinion maybe next week on to see if he can, uh, you know, give us opinion. But listen, folks, we are 15 minutes past the two hour mark. This has been a great show. Uh, we had 500 people here in the chat. That is freaking epic. And of course, a record for 2021. We hope we, you enjoyed the show as much as we did for sure. Of course, I want to say a huge thank you to the community uh, with the super chats. I mean, folks. Uh, you don't understand how much this really does help the show. I mean, my mic, uh, my my old mic died out of nowhere, and I was kind of, kind of left holding it in the hand. And I went out, and I didn't anticipate spending almost two hundred bucks on a new mic. But you know, obviously, I want you know this this show to be run professional, and that's and I'm able to do that thanks to the generosity uh, of the community. Uh, that's why we were able to do so many big giveaways last year, and we're going to continue that this year as well. Uh, but listen, thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed the show, please consider hitting the like button. Uh, if you are someone that really enjoyed it and you want to help share this on social media, you can do that. And if you are new to the channel, please consider subscribing. We do a lot of work for live shows weekly. And yes, Mondays, I do live streams. Tuesdays, I do live streams. Thursdays, I do live streams. And Friday mornings as well. And this week is going to be packed. Uh, but let's get to the outros. But before I do, JD Gamer, generous friend of the show, drops another 
outstanding five dollars super chat and says imagine a physical e3 with full of for full a full of two weeks with two additional weeks of digital showcase promotions panels spotlights and individuals and their games well if we had a month of e3 uh boomstick is going to wind up dropping dead because i will be streaming live every day that there's an <laughs> e3 but i would also then t- take a, a, a maybe a couple of days off but then again i have uh some undiagnosed add and i always got to be doing something um but listen let's get to the outros and we'll start with everborn saga and everborn i know out of respect for gaming guru you kind of held back but i kind of want you to tell people about what you got going on today's a special day for you and it's a big day and i'm a part of it and i think everyone needs to be a part of it tell everyone about where they can reach out strike up a conversation and more importantly how to support the everborn saga on kickstarter Okay, thank you for that. So uh, you can catch me at EverbornSaga.com. You can catch me on at EverbornSaga on Twitter, EverbornSaga on uh, Xbox and PlayStation. And I, anyone who follows me, I follow them back uh, on Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter, everywhere. Um, and if you go to EverbornSaga.com, you click the link on the top, it'll take you to our very first Kickstarter campaign, it is doing very well. We have hit 75% of our funding goal within the first 12 hours. Amazing, Uh, well-deserved, well-deserved. We we did a full one-minute animation here. It's like full anime um, just for this Kickstarter campaign. Uh, It is, we are basically creating a world. So Everborn is one story, two timelines, and four interconnected manga series that follow a different character telling the story from their vantage point. So uh, we've been doing Prince of Arcadia for two years now, and now we're launching Ariel's Adventure. And later this year, we will launch the Redlands, and after that, the Remnant. But right now, it's Ariel's Adventure, chapter one, um it's really top-notch work you can see it for yourself just go to everbornsaga.com click on the link at the top and we're almost at the finish line so if you can uh share that out if you can't donate but if you can donate they don't uh take anything from you until the end of the campaign so that you don't have to worry about it they won't charge your card until unless we are successful on April 1st. So check it out. It's really high quality stuff. I think it's the best thing we've ever done. So uh, please, everbornsaga.com, click the link at the top. It'll take you to the Kickstarter campaign. And and thank you, Boom. And thank you, everybody. And again, um, just uh, rest in peace to Gaming Guru. Yes. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. Super appreciate that. Tempest Sun, tell everyone where they can reach out to you, strike up a conversation, and of course, potentially get shot in the head while playing against you in a multiplayer match. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find me at the Tempest Sun on uh, Twitter. My gamer tag is Tempest Sun. And uh, yeah, I'm just all about that Outriders, man. In fact, I... uh... Just downloaded it for PC and try it out there. I don't have a second Xbox Series X, so you know. If my uh, <laughs> wife my wife gets dibs on the Xbox, it is what it is. So, uh, I, well, I yeah, you know, you're a PC guy anyway, so you won't mind. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you can find me there. And uh, good show, guys. Good being back. And I'll see everybody next week. Yeah. Thanks for being here, brother. Super appreciate that. And it's great to have you back. Cyber Knox, why don't you tell everyone about where they can reach out to you, strike up a conversation, and check out your outstanding and growing YouTube channel. 
appreciate that boom uh great show everyone you can always find me on xbox live cybernox twitter that's where i'm mostly more active um and also on xbox live playstation steam i'm everywhere um also if you want to check out the medium i've been doing a playthrough on my channel so i'm on part three right now probably nice. take two more playthroughs for me to finish that game really enjoying it and yeah can't wait to be here next week uh, once again rip to nintendo guru and uh yeah guys next week 8 p.m eastern primetime gaming yep and also you know what real quick tell everyone about the xbox game pass club you got going on that's that i think oh, that's sure, ultra yeah. cool yeah yeah, so Xbox Game Pass Club is my second channel. It's pretty much uh, a book club, but for games on Xbox Game Pass. My pitch is, you know, sometimes we get gamer fatigue. We're, we're, we're accustomed to playing the same genres over and over again. So what I like to do is just go to Game Pass, select a game. Hopefully the community will grow where we can go ahead and maybe, you know, select a few games as a community and just play through them together then have a deep dive, a deep discussion on the game, what we thought, and maybe put a community review on it and, and see what we thought of it. And once that's done, we'll select another game at random most of the time. But yeah, I just think it's a fun way to discover new game, ex, you know, experience new games and just do uh, the use uh, Xbox Game Pass discovery mechanism, just like it's intended for, you know, pretty much discovering new games so yeah if you want to check that out it's xbox game pass club on youtube twitch and also on twitter appreciate nice. that bro. nice absolutely dude gotta you know we got we got to support our brothers here and last in no way least the loudest guy that again i can hear all the way here in new show from canada the middle-aged gamer guy tell everyone yes, about sir. what you got going on especially in the music youtube aspect with your brother i want you to talk about that because that's super important and where could people find you on other podcasts my brother well, yes. Well, uh, let's get started first. Uh, you will always find me here every Monday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Mr. Boomstick XL on Primetime Gaming. Guys, it was a great show tonight. And uh, chat, you guys were awesome. As always, Fonz, your fraud, add me on Xbox, please. Thank you very much. And uh, anyhow, uh, let's get to that, by the way. You can follow me uh, on Twitter at Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a GY at the end. And, uh, of course, on the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, you can find me at the same word, all one word, all capitals, because I don't know how to be quiet. I am the mag. That's with two Gs. And, yes, I am currently working hard with my brother. We are working at Pulse Music Media, by the way. We are working on an entire season, if you can believe it. Uh, we're working on an entire season of music and gaming. And, in fact, we've actually secured, I think I mentioned it before, we've uh, secured some uh, Ubisoft devs and uh, Ubisoft uh, music composers. Uh, we're going to be talking to them and uh, and uh, discussing their journey about how they got into Ubisoft and how they got into the gaming. And, uh, of course, the Assassin's Creed and uh, some of the other games, which I cannot mention until we uh, release the videos. But, however, also you can find me Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with none other than Noof Nukem and Titan Drago on Gaming After Dark. Make sure you lock up your women and put your children to bed because it's going to be a wild one tomorrow night. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we have all that going on. And by the way, uh, Everborn, I just want to say this on the air, and I will be saying it. Uh, Wednesday, I will be receiving from Amazon, of course, the entire collection of the Everborn saga. And uh, I purchased it for my kids. Uh, my kids are starting to grow up now and they're becoming a little bit more mature. So I wanted to make sure that it was appropriate for them. He said it was. And uh, so, yes, the Everborn Saga will be arriving on my on the mag's doorstep on Wednesday. And I look forward to it. And, of course, I will share and post on social media all my thoughts and feelings. And uh, I look really, really forward to it. Now, I want to quickly ask you a quick question, uh, Everborn. Ariel's uh, Adventure, uh, when can I get my hands on that? 
Uh, that is what we're launching in the Kickstarter campaign. So uh, yes. you, you'd so. have to back the Kickstarter campaign to get that. On our website now, you can get all the previous chapters, but the new right. one that we're launching is uh, via the Kickstarter campaign, which uh, we're shipping out because the book's already done. So like, no one has to worry about whether the, the book won't get finished. We're literally sh beginning to ship on the day the campaign closes. Well, so. outstanding. I look forward to it. Guys, support this man for crying out loud. He's working hard out here in these streets. So let's get it going, guys. So, yes. Uh, anyways, guys, it was a great show. Boom. Thank you very much for having me as always. And, guys, we'll see you all next week. No, thank you so much for being here again. This was a great show. Look forward to coming back here, uh, you know, next week and 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 hitting these uh, these uh, YouTube streets once again. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed themselves. I know I certainly did. Uh, and of course, again, numbers broken, folks. We had over five hundred people here. That is freaking awesome. This channel, this uh, show, is growing, and I cannot thank you enough for that. But anyway, I'm going to close out the show. Uh, something that I do each and every show because it's important to me, and hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And something that my dear old dad taught us when we were kids, and I think now more than ever, it's super important. He used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends.